going on in the Black Okage here, aka TBH, and to be honest, all that fuck shit has missed me because we've made it to episode 60 of the GI Podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and rocking with me today is my co-host from Tampa who finally done moved up to the east side. Some call him Grumpy, but we just call him JG. Say what up to the people, let them know what it is. Hey, it was good, yo. Uh, nice to be back, like always. Got an episode for y'all down, we on episode 60, man. Coming on up, coming on up, so y'all uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my second co-host is subbing in for Ethos because he's busy and we need to do a show because it's been like two months. Uh, <laughs> his album just dropped a few months ago. It's called Vice City. Some of you might know him as Daryl, but we also go by <laughs> A9. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, niggers and everybody else. Damn. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Daryl. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? We out here. Vice City, Vice City. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my opening statement for today is uh, for those of you unaware that uh, Dishonored 2, that was one of my favorite games of last year. I think it was actually my number one. Uh, they're actually doing an extended, like, three hour demo. Um, it's available on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. So if you never tried Dishonored or Dishonored 2, this is your chance to try it. It's an extended demo. That's a good chunk of the game. So you, it's, it's like two or three missions. So, and it's like semi open world. So that gives you enough time to uh, actually play the game and get a feel for it. And, uh, my other opening statement is I wanted to give a special shout out to the kid that uh, got in trouble at school because he called one of his classmates a Hanzo main. Um, how you guys feel about this right here? Like, do you feel like that's the new insult of 2017 the kids are going for? Like, you like that right there? Is that is that a real thing? Like, yeah. Kid got sent fuck? home. Kid, the principal, the principal. <laughs> apparently, some kid said something to the kid, and then he's like, "Whatever." He's like, "Shut up, you're a fucking Hanzo main." And the kid, and then the principal wrote a letter to the kid's parents. Imagine uh, growing up in a world where you feel so triggered by my Overwatch <laughs> and who you play during competitive Overwatch that you decided to like. <laughs> cripple a student's future like through education like sensational bro how sensitive i, I still find be. it funny how hanzo is an insult but right. like if it was bastion maybe like somebody else right but hanzo, right, right, right but 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 say nigga in school and it's but the black kids say it all the time <laughs> I, all i got out of this was uh the principal had to have been a gamer because like how did you know that was an insult uh, right exactly right so I, I i just thought that was funny i thought that was a funny little Teacher story was a little hip little hip right 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 he was, a, he was a little hip but he was a lot of hurt <laughs> yeah, they liberals. <laughs> Gone Listen too far. To uh, and of course, feel free to take the show on the go. The GI podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and the Google Play Store. Make sure to download our free app available on iOS and Android to keep up with the latest gaming news going on. But let's cut all the promotion and let's get into it. Opening conversation. Let's talk about that Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm actually uh give JG the floor uh because. Uh, me and Anon, it's no secret we were big fans of the original trilogy, and this is actually JG's first Mass Effect game. I mean, he tried playing Mass Effect 2 on a uh, stream, but uh, that that failed like Hitbox. So uh, go ahead and uh, let people know. <laughs> let people know. How did you feel about Mass Effect drama uh, with all the drama uh, surrounding the game? All right, right. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the ethos and be like, yeah, I gave, like, my quick thoughts on the game. On my channel. I want to check out that video. Still. Check, out, check it out. Check it out. Um, but anyways, uh, I would like to say that I am actually mad at myself. And I, uh, I've had a, uh, a very, very big dishonor 
for not playing Mass Effect sooner, I must admit. Mm, boy, um, Citadel, now, again, you know, keep my thoughts, uh, it, you know, not as not as the, the say-so on everybody, because I know that pretty much everybody that had uh, an overall opinion on the previous Mass Effects probably won't feel the same way as me. But for me being a newbie at Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, the game was great. Uh, of course, there were some glitches here and there, like... Uh, I was getting stuck on a lot of stuff and uh, the conversation sometimes like if there were multiple people speaking I couldn't hear them so like I had to turn the subtitles on just to make sure that I could hear everything weird angles um, and of course the animations at first the facial animations which I still never had a problem with I just thought they were funny as hell uh, still not anything that's uh that would warrant you know people getting death threats and I'm saying you know F all the people at Bioware and all this stuff like it was very very extra for this game I understand that people, you know, really, really love Mass Effect. I see, I see the, uh, <laughs> the cultish, uh, following here. Cause yeah, Mass Effect is a, uh, a very, very serious game to a lot of people. Um, but with that being said, man, like my overall experience when I finally beat Mass Effect, like I, I did enjoy myself. Um, I, I, once I like got a hold of like how to craft everything, get all the minerals and, and make my dude a badass, then it became a much enjoyable experience for me. Uh, mm. with this one, you know, I, I understand that in the previous ones, you know, you kind of had to pick a, uh, pick a, a class and then stick there. Um, soldier class, I don't even know why anybody would want to pick the soldier. Like, it seemed like the most boring class ever. And I didn't even have to play any other Mass Effect to know that. Um, just looking at the powers, I'm like, well, why would I just want to shoot? Like, what, you don't want to do biotic or tech? Like, that's, that's stupid. Um, the fact that you can mix and match, like, that was amazing. Have, uh, have different sets or whatever. So, you know, just whatever your play style is, like, that's, that's pretty dope. Um, definitely like how it's faster. Um, this was definitely more of my playstyle. And you remember when I even saw the uh, trailer, I was like, "Damn, this game actually looks dope!" Like this, this what made me actually want to play it uh, compared to other ones that were a little bit slower. Uh, but like, I, I just, I just overall enjoyed it, man. Like the story, and I can understand like why people thought it was a little bit on the light side. Um, the dialogue as well. Um, you didn't get to really make too many choices that impacted the game like the other ones. I definitely understand that. Um, but those little things aside, just for me not playing the previous ones, like I can't say that I was upset with anything that happened when I uh, when I ended up beating the game. So overall, I enjoyed it, and like I said, you know, y'all can beat me up in the comments, you know, because I ain't playing the other Mass Effect before. But if they come out with some other ones, man, I'll definitely play it, and I actually do want to go back now and play the other ones. To be honest, so yeah, there you go. Mm, you got mm. the floor, and uh, did you finish the game yet? Um, to be honest with you, I've been taking my sweet ass time with it because, like, this is this is the one thing I will say. Like, clearly, I love Mass Effect. Um, like, I remember when Mass Effect Three came out. The day it came out, I would wasn't doing shit for like three days. So I literally just like played that shit for like three days straight and just beat it. Um, I have to say, man, I think I think the shooting. And the combat and everything like that and the crafting, I think all that shit is akin to Mass Effect 1. But I was wondering why I was having a disconnect with it um, when I was playing, like, after we had got home from uh, from San Fran. And I I think I just realized that it's, it's a setup, kind of like the first one was. But there's nothing that really, like, grabs me about mass effect andromeda as, as far as like uh narrative goes like there's no moment that makes me be like 
Oh my god! It's like I said uh, in my review, it's missing. It's missing a thing. It's missing a guard. It's exactly. missing that character that that stands out, which is actually which I find is that you're you're praising it so much, uh, JG, which I find is interesting because it's like if you love if you at least found this halfway interesting, then you're gonna love the original trilogy. I think, uh, but my bad. Pretty much. No, no, I was I was just gonna say yeah. Like I'll I'll never forget. A lot of people love Mass Effect Two and consider it the best one. The reason why I don't consider Mass Effect Two the best one is because I feel like Mass Effect Three has everything I wanted from Mass Effect One and Two combined. Um, Mass Effect Two brought us Thane, brought us Legion, brought us Morden, brought us so many interesting characters. But I think the only person in Mass Effect Andromeda that I even have some sort of interest in is, um, what's his name? Old Daddy Krogan. Um, Drac. Yeah. Drac. Drac but, um, my nigga. Yeah. Besides him, everybody else is, is pretty much like copy and paste. And it's not me saying that like I'm shitting on the game or anything like that. I think, I think Andromeda was a good try, but it could have been more. Like I I know that I know that they have another like I like great game in them. Like I know I know Bioware can do it. Like people shit on EA all the time, but I I really do think that they'll be able to make the next Mass Effect like incredible. But Andromeda is good. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely gonna be a next Mass Effect because uh, there's like a prologue. Yeah, finish the game. Ending, yeah, yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay, I can kind of see where they're going with this. So, like for me, it's like when the when the second, let's call it Andromeda two, when that comes out, if they really fuck that one up, then it's like, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I feel like people can really give it to Bioware. But for me, I I enjoyed the gameplay, like I said in uh, the review. But other than that, the story was just kind of average uh, and got you to point A to point B compared exactly. to uh, the other stuff. I just mainly enjoyed the gameplay. And that's the main reason I play games anyway for the gameplay. But um being realistic like based off what i played i i don't feel like i don't feel like i could give this higher than like a seven in my yeah. top 10 games of the year like and really it's like sitting at an eight like it might not even make my top 10 by the time we get to the end of the year and Whoa. all the other games come out depending on yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's yeah. that's that's, that's what happens when you fuck with mass effect though like it's it, yeah, you know what it is okay. i think i think the pro- my issue with the story is in mass effect one from Mass Effect 1, once you beat it, um, if you went online, you found out that it was planned to be a trilogy this entire time. And no matter what Shepard did and where he went off or any side quests, you always knew in the back of your mind it was always about the Reapers. We have to stop the Reapers. They're going to purge the entire uh, you know, sentient life, all that sort of shit. But I feel like there was never there was never anything to like really keep me driving. It's like, it's like yeah... I'm here. I'm. I'm supposed to make sure that we can colonize one of these worlds, but like, I, I kind of don't care. One, two. Uh, I feel like the way it was explained was kind of strange because to me, I'm thinking, um, it's gonna. We're gonna be playing Christopher Columbus Simulator. You know, first contact. Like, there's so many ways they could have went story wise. They now it becomes galactic war because of what you did in the very 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 beginning like if if you decide to shoot them or if they decide to shoot you like what or whatever happens um there's so many ways that i feel like they could have gone about this but there's there's no sense of impending like doom or 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 main goal to make me be like what what's what's driving me forward and that was my my main like my main issue with with the story in the game, I kind of compare it to like Bleach. I think Bleach is like a really cool anime and manga or whatever. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, no, this is actually kind of trash. Because what's what's the end goal? There's there's no end I goal. I think to um, me. 
I think I think they bit off more than they can chew because the original trilogy was like semi open world. It was like you flew to a planet, but it was level and you kind of always knew where you could go, but you could stray off the path a little bit and find right. stuff. I feel like they bit off more than they could chew by making it completely open world. And uh, I feel like with the planets, they were big and each one looked different. But I feel like what it was missing is each planet lacked culture and um, it lacked a difference between all of them because i don't know if you noticed but like all the planets look different but they all had the same enemy types they all had that big ass brooding monster they all had that di- the dinosaur that little velociraptor yep. and stuff like that yep. and yeah. and, it, and it's like mm, it's like i think ethos told me they explained why there's the same uh fucking animal types on every planet i don't remember why but clearly they did a piss poor job if i don't remember because i'm a super mass effect fan exactly and i usually remember a key like lord things like that and it was just like i felt like whatever reason they did create for those different animal types all being the same on the planets i thought it was lazy um and only one new alien type what Right, right, right. What was the uh, well, two, was the new two. alien type? All right, yeah, the the enemy, okay, enemy. two, 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 two. All right, I, I guess two. Um, but like re- realistically, it was the it was the Angara jaw, and then uh, okay, the the, the yeah. enemy uh, whatever the the Ketra, the Ketra. But, uh, the but, okay. but like yeah. I said in my review, if you play the original trilogy, there were eight species that were missing. So there's far right. less in Andromeda than there is in the original game, the first exactly. game, for that fact. Exactly. So you have the Salarians, the Krogan. Um, they took like the things. main. They took like the main people. The main cast. But, like, yeah, pretty the, much. Yeah, but like the the little side aliens that didn't come along. Like, a, like lot the the like, yeah, um, a lot of them were hilarious. Yeah, a lot of them were hilarious. Yeah. So it kind of um, lacked that personality. The Vorcha, in the, game. the Vorcha were pretty funny. Um, yeah. There's. I don't know. The Alcor, the the, uh, the Hanar, uh, it, whatever the thing the race was. What were they called? The Drell. Drell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Drell are really interesting. Like their lore is is like really really interesting. It could have added so much more. Like I feel like I definitely feel like Andromeda doesn't deserve the hate that it was getting at all. But also once the dust settles and I was able to make my own opinion about everything, um, as a big Mass Effect fan, there are like glaring issues that let stopped it from being great. You know what I'm saying? The game was good. <laughs> but not fantastic. It clearly needed another six months to a year of development. Yeah, that was for my whatever next question. It got rushed Both out. You all agree that, yeah, that it got rushed. Right, right. right. Okay. Supposedly, um, it was like EA wanted them to hit a deadline, so then they came up with some type of um, algorithm that kind of pre-did the, the facial exposure, the facial animation, so it wasn't them going in and animating every face. It was an algorithm they created, and that's why... Uh, so it's like everybody kind of had like this default face, and that's why everything yep. didn't seem as uh, personal. Um, oh, and well. customizations, man! Oh my god! Yes, um, you don't know this, JG, but the the character customization was way deeper in the previous uh, games. Yeah, like um, I remember the first thing we said when we got to San Fran was like, "Yo, is is this it? Like, are we tripping?" All of us look the same. All the black guys look the same. Yeah. <laughs> and you I don't even, even look fully like, black. You look Asian. Like, yeah, you look, you look, <laughs> look like light yeah. skinned Asian. Yeah. And even like from a little time, like when I created my character in Mass Effect 2, I, I knew that they had more customization in it. Yeah. I would say I would say Andromeda is not a bad game, but it, it's a bad Mass Effect game, if that makes sense. It's kind of yes. like how uh, it's like it's like when when people say a game is a bad PC port, like you can still it still runs better than the console version but it's just not up to your standard if that makes sense exactly exactly 
I think that was the problem with Andromeda. It was just it was just all right to good, and we were expecting greatness coming off of that trilogy. Especially after what happened with the ending, you would have thought they would have put a little bit more exactly, care into what they yeah. were doing. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. That, Did you all even expect them to make another Mass Effect after the trilogy? To be I honest, wasn't. no. Um, yeah. The only the only thing I could have thought of was uh, maybe a prequel game like First Contact, the Turian War, shit like that. Genophage, pre-Genophage shit. Like, I swear this always seems to be the problem. Yo, three is a magic number. Like, as well, a well, great three. series, it's always hard to follow up with that. It's like either you're going to do a prequel and it's going to be all right, like it's going to uh, fill in some gaps here and there. But generally, like if you make a fourth, it's always going to be put up to that higher standard, and it generally never turns out how it's supposed to be or how everyone expects it overall. Well, like I said, I think I think they had the right idea. I think okay, it's weird because uh, my two flagship games, the flagship games that I love from EA are the Battlefield series and the Mass Effect series. And I feel like I feel the same way about Battlefield One that I do about Andromeda. I feel like they were heading in the right direction, but somewhere along the line, they made a few big mistakes that cost the game. Example with Battlefield One is there's no progression, whereas if you come from Battlefield Four and Battlefield Three, you have millions of options for customization and progression and all these sorts of things that just make the game uh better to play long term and in an online shooter you want long term you know multiplayer so that was the fall of battlefield one i feel like because i find myself going to play four more than one i feel like it's the same thing with mass effect i feel like the the combat who whoever was going in that direction that was perfect. I, I love the combat, love the customization. All that shit reminded me of Mass Effect 1. The story, I feel like, needed to be fleshed out more. There's so much you could do in the Mass Effect universe that it's just unfortunate that this is what we ended up getting. And and also another thing that I, I realized, in the previous games, with them taking away the, the Paragon Renegade system, it also made your character a lot less interesting. Because what yeah. I liked about Shepard was you could really customize him to who you were. If you were a dick, then <laughs> he was a dick. And yeah, there's absolutely you, no good or bad options. Yeah, yeah you're right. you're you're pretty much a nice guy in Andromeda the entire time. Like you're you're either nice or sarcastic. And I was like, and and that got on my nerves, and I didn't realize it till like one day I was like, yo, why can't I just tell him to shut the fuck up? Right, and like when I, when I think about it, if they would have just put the Paragon and Renegade system back in. Even if the story was average, your character could have made it a lot more interesting by just being an asshole, I think. Exactly. But uh somehow mm. somehow they, they fucked that up too. So I would I would hope that they return the Paragon Renegade system into the game. And it was weird too, because even um in the cutscenes certain times you could actually choose uh to do the little Paragon Renegade thing. Uh like right. the little thing would pop up and it was like, Why did you like why did you like this half what you got like one foot in, one foot out? And I just didn't understand. Right. What was the the point of doing that? And even uh, those little options weren't really the renegade or paragraph. Right. There's like, no there's no push somebody out of a skyscraper moment for Mass Effect Two. Bro. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, like, like the options was to hug a girl. One of the options was to kiss a girl. Like those those weren't they weren't bad. Like let me. I guess the only other thing like that I actually uh seen because I didn't do like a lot of the side mission because I was trying to you know beat the game. But like it was just one part um that was messing with Reyes or whatever. 
and I had to just punch him in the gut. Like, but it still wasn't really a bad thing. It was so that we both didn't get caught. So that still wow. wasn't a renegade type of choice. You know what I mean? No, but that's like, why. even in Mass Effect 2, like, I had a chance to shoot a bitch in like the first hour, and they was like, yeah, yeah, do it. Like, I remember that part. So, like, that was a bad thing. Like, that made me a badass because I shot him. The only renegade option I remember is pushing PB off of you because she tackles you. That's a renegade option. I was like, what is this sissy ass shit, bro? Which really ain't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what like I said, what is this sissy ass shit? Like, I'm telling you. I remember Mass Effect 3, if you played Mass Effect 3 like a renegade, that shit was not funny anymore. You were a fucking asshole, bro. Like, it was really bad. I remember um, you could you could end up having, like, you can end up not uh telling the krogan about no telling the krogan um you cured the genophage but you were really lying so you could get like on their side like you could have all this crazy stuff you could kill former teammates like it was really bad but there's no moment like that i just feel like you're so you're i i I can see how people were like oh the sjw's infected the game like it's hard Mm -hmm. not to when you're such a passive aggressive bitch of a main character i'm sorry like their resources clearly went a lot of different places and not others like somebody said in the chat that they brought up how the codex wasn't a voice acted that was that's another sign of laziness and the original trilogy jg like if you wanted to learn something about like drax drag uh what was his name drax race uh the krogans you could go into the actual codex and it would the whole thing is voice acting explaining the entire history of that race and it did it for everything. It did it for like the worlds, the characters, the races. The, like, it was it was amazing. And none of that's in this game. Um, I just feel like they spent a lot of time. Like like, like I'll, I'll give you an example where they spent way too much time at being extra. I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I I'm gonna spoil this a little bit. But it was one part where I romanced. Uh, what was it, Cora? Mm-hmm. And in the game, like in the original trilogy, it was a kind of like always like in an implied scene, and then you would go to your main mission. And Andromeda, you straight up fuck her in the game. Like, yeah, that same thing with PB. Right, like, like she either. was straight up naked in the shit. And I'm like, y'all could have spent more time doing something else besides creating this fucking animated sex scene. Like, it, it's mad extra. Like, you can't even you can't even stream that shit. I feel bad if somebody got caught streaming. That <laughs> right. <shit. laughs> yeah. No, another thing. But I feel I feel like um, they spent a lot of time. The the previous Mass Effects um they were more to be honest they had you you were you're right they were semi-open world they had their linear sections but you know you could go off and explore every once in a while i feel like with andromeda they focus too much on size as opposed to like just quality you know what i'm saying right like, right right it's they took the assassin's creed route unfortunately yeah it, it's gonna give like, you a big everything has to be open world yeah. put a bunch of feathers and gems all over the buildings go collect them it's like uh... yeah exactly that's i i didn't care after a while you just like driving around you see some cat you don't care it's like what's what's the point right 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 but um overall i i would i would say andromeda's meh it was all right i enjoyed yeah. it the gameplay the gameplay was the saving grace uh, right exactly the gameplay is the saving grace if the gameplay was ass then i, I would have shit on this man from y'all because y'all were going in i swear about because that. everything y'all everything, was so excited everything everything pointed towards a great looking game i'm telling you when uh like because everybody was like everybody pretty much had faith like oh the story story should be just fine that's what they're known for you feel me like all right that's what we expected the focus to they be get on. The... so then you see the combat and the combat looks great and you're like oh the story's probably gonna be great this is about to be game of the year but they get the benefit of the doubt because even though they messed up the ending what, what you what you'll you'll also hear people say 
up until that last five minutes of Mass Effect Three, Mass Effect Three was fucking amazing. Fantastic. That's why yeah. I still got a nines and nines and nine point fives from uh, everybody. And the same goes for the first two games. It's like so they they even though they messed up a little bit, I feel like they still got the benefit of the doubt from a large part of the community. But I will say going into this, going into Mass Effect Andromeda 2, and maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is what Bioware needs, a kick in the ass. I don't trust them mm-hmm. anymore. Whenever they announce the new one, I'm going to be like, alright, cool, another I'm Mass skeptical. Effect. Yeah. yeah, but I'm going to be skeptical. I'll be like, we're going to see what it's about. Like, they don't get right. the benefit of the like, doubt. Like anymore. Battlefront. Like Battlefront. That's exactly what happened with Battlefront. Battlefront was so, like, meh, that now Battlefront 2, like, I'm, I'm sitting here like, mm, we're going to see. When we go to E3, we gonna see. I, uh, I commend y'all though. I commend y'all for not being, you know, super fanboys and just ignoring like all the things that you know y'all really wanted to see that Bioware didn't deliver on. Fuck that shit, Cause, man. Cause y'all, we, well, actually, y'all y'all look slightly <laughs> different. Like y'all community is is, is interesting because uh, pretty much nobody let them uh, let Bioware get away with anything. But uh, but still, I I commend y'all for you know keeping it real about the situation and how y'all feel about it. All right, all right. Somebody said the Mass Effect catch a Gears Award judgment. I wouldn't say quite no, it's not, as bad no, no, as no, judgment. Gears like of War no, it's Gears of War four. It's Gears, yeah, Gears of War four. Gears four. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, like, like yeah. it's 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 your standard Mass Effect. That's that's exactly what it is. Standard Gears, standard Mass Effect. That's what we're getting. All the fours are just standard. What you expect. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, those are our thoughts on uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, fucking, because Ethos isn't here today. I, I'm going to skip past that for a second and go down these notes. Uh, let's talk about a game that came out of nowhere. Uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. This game is kind of taking over me and Anon's <laughs> life. Especially because this guy, all he plays is fucking Siege. And then JG just recently bought it. You bought it yesterday, right? Uh, Well, yeah, a couple days ago. I just started playing it yesterday. Alright, so for those of you unaware, Player Unknown Battleground is like the most popular game on Twitch right now. It's a battle royale game created by a guy who goes by the name Player Unknown, for those of you unaware. He created the original battle royale mod uh for Arma 3. And then he went on to work for the people who created H1Z1, where they put the battle royale King of the Kill uh in their game, and then he broke off from them because he wanted to do his own thing. Um and he wanted he wanted more freedom so basically he it's, he created like his own little indie studio and now he's doing battlegrounds and he's doing what he wanted to do um for though because i know a lot of people were complaining oh this looks like h1z1 it's the same guy that's why but there there are some differences uh we go a little bit more in depth with we got an interview from uh from him uh at pax East. you guys should go check it out on youtube.com slash gi update but anyways um have you ever played any of these battle royale games before battlegrounds uh Anon? uh no actually i was i was never interested in in them before like i was just like oh whatever but what caught your eye with battlegrounds well one battlegrounds uh looked graphically more interesting uh than all the other ones all the other ones looked like pretty trash they looked like like you know mods you know like um wasn't daisy an arma mod uh yeah yeah it was yeah pretty pretty much like mods of like these these old games that i just like wasn't interested in but this looked like an actual at least a, a battle royale game with some sort of polish um so that was interesting um and i watched like 15 minutes of gameplay and i just saw how like intense it was because uh you know like you said i do play siege so every once in a while like i like i like having that that realism in a shooter that oh we're getting shot at where is it coming from are they in the trees to the northwest and blah blah blah. and it's it's really tactical and you can go an entire game without getting a kill or only running into like one person and, and it's still be just as intense as like 
you know, if you were if you spawn next to five people, which is actually horrifying. Like that's that's what I like about Battlegrounds. It's uh company is 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 terrifying, which I think is 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 really good. It helps drive the uh the game mode home. Right, right, right. And JG, you just bought it. We just got like the, the veterans perspective on it. Like from a newbie, how do you feel about Battleground? Man, I got my ass kicked, bro. Um, <laughs> it, it was interesting, though. I feel like once I get the hang of it, I will have a better opinion on it. Uh, the one thing that I do want to mention from Battleground compared to H1Z1 um, when they did the Battle Royale is Battlegrounds looks more colorful. Like it's still in early access. Uh, still, the graphics aren't up to par yet, but it's still even at the state that it's in right now it still looks more colorful than uh than daisy or h1z1 like it just mm-hmm. it just seemed to not pop out and i think that's what also didn't make it interesting for me at all like first of all i didn't want to play any of those zombie survival games that it just wasn't my forte so i was already against you know playing a mod of that but i think that a lot of people were playing it and uh when battle rails i like definitely popular like very very popular and then this game comes out and i was still initially on the fence I'm like man but then I saw some gameplay, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, why not pick it up? You know, just fuck around." And uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be playing this some more definitely. So uh, it's definitely cool. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of like the realistic moments, but I can see like where the uh, where the excitement comes from, like not knowing what someone is, and like them just popping up on you and shooting the mess out of you, or you getting into you know epic gunfights, you grounded trying to find gear and all of that. Like there is there is an element um and there is a uh a niche for that. So I understand why people like it and uh why people be going in on the game. And yeah, um those lobbies very interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> they're so racist. They're so they're so it's great. It's yeah it's filled with filled. boy. <laughs> you have to be a savage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much one thing uh that i have to praise that i feel like this game does a really good job of is um like the gun realism and like because because there's i mean there's a radar but nobody pops up on the little map on exactly. the lower side it's it's super realistic and it's super tactical like you say let's say you play a game like um battlefield or like call of duty and someone's like sniping at you be like this motherfucker's sniping wow you're so good it's like it's just like an annoyance one thing i feel like battlegrounds does really good is like when I hear someone with a sniper rifle shoot at me and they miss by just barely, it it, it strikes fear into you. Like you gotta exactly. like get to a tree. It's super <laughs> real because you don't know where that shit is coming from. And it's like, psst, psst, and like you just yeah. see that shit just zooming past you. Like oh my oh god, oh my god, like, RIP. Yeah. So it it's just the uh the it, it really makes it feel like you have one life and it matters. Um, because I mean yeah, most most now that I think about it yeah most games nowadays they um they have the regenerating health and with this shit it's like it's like old school. It's like yeah. you get popped, you're you get done. Bandages, painkillers, energy drinks, right? You don't have that. <laughs> yeah. And the right, bandages like, only get you up to seventy uh, percent health. Also, you have to have a a painkiller on top of that. I think, I think uh, the reason why Battlegrounds is going to continue to be successful is uh, it's following the method that I'm seeing a lot of successful games have. At least the, all the most successful games on Twitch, simple, but complex at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Easy to pick up, hard to master. Like uh and easy to follow for the viewer too exactly and pro tip uh if you i thought the pan the frying pan was useless but apparently if you pick it up and you leave it on your back you it, it kind of deflects bullets like uh it doesn't if they shoot well it, it does but i'm saying <laughs> like it doesn't cover your whole back that's why i said kind of it covers your ass but whatever um and 
there's just there's there's lots of elements to it like i think uh when we all first got the game we were watching uh watching like tip videos and stuff like that and that shit really helped us because we were getting whooped every single time and we would we just watched a few tip videos and, we, and it was like okay dope and now whenever me and tbh play we usually we usually get to the end so it's just one of those things yeah i need to do that i need to watch some tip videos what's the name uh what do you feel like they need to add to the game to keep you invested in it oh my god bro a vault mechanic please please let's get a vault mechanic i'm so tired of trying to like awkward or or let us jump higher or something but like you're already damn near floating so yeah the vault mechanic would be uh would be the best bet like because there's so many there's so many little like um fences and things like that that you should be able to jump over but you aren't and that gets really annoying if you're being chased by the circle also uh that circle man that that shit is unforgiving um i don't know i i I guess i can't really say anything about changing that though uh i'm i'm begging for a damn shooting range like they they introduced some new guns with the patch i have i have yet to run into a vector so yeah, me either. when I do run into it, I want to pick it up, but then I don't have any experience with shooting, and then the shooting is so realistic. It'd be nice to be able to just and uh, load up the the shooting range mode and just practice with all the guns, put the guns all on the table, and p- let people pick what they want and just right. practice shooting because the shooting in the game. Is, did you find did you find it to be difficult, Jay? Uh, from the little time that I did get to shoot, it wasn't too difficult because like the people I was playing with, they were automatically just telling me everything. Like, yeah, don't put your don't put your gun on full auto, all that stuff. Oh so, fuck that, I do that. He, well, it it had been a way. <laughs> it's preference. That, but, yeah, it's preference. But yeah, like stuff like that. Um, so no, I didn't find it too difficult, but at the same time, like I wasn't finding too much time to actually shoot because I was getting shot up, so <laughs> I can't say I don't really have that much experience shooting. Uh, we gotta move with a squad that uh, know how to play. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll play, play with y'all, bro. I'll play with y'all. <laughs> hey, but we some savages. We will leave you if you if you get yourself in a situation that we didn't tell you to go but, get uh, yourself when you, in. When you speak of the shooting range, well, I, I kind of feel like it may be a little bit too early, but if they could, like, just, do they even have, well, I don't think they do, like, a, just a standard like tutorial would be nice. I mean, just make it make it real simple, like Battlefield Four. Battlefield 4's test range was perfect. I'm not mad at guns laid out, and you just handle it. I'm not mad at that. A tutorial would be nice because I remember when we when we first started playing, um, we didn't know what that circle was for, and we ended up dying outside the damn box uh, several times before people like explained it to us in the chat. So it would be nice to be able to just drop in with like some bots. And like the game just kind of explores the explains to you the basic mechanics, and then you can jump into multiplayer. That's not something... the best thing that I love about the game, though. Like I didn't understand it at first. I was like, "Yeah, what are you restricting?" But then I thought about it, and I saw that huge ass map. I was like, "Yeah, this is genius!" Like you're forcing people to come into the middle so they can fight, because like you literally would not be able to find somebody if you all were at uh like if someone was on the west side, and someone was on the far east side. So I, I totally understand. That's the best part of the game to me. Right, right, right. Uh, more guns, more, more cars. They need to put like a Lambo in there, giant, like a, like an orange Lambo or something. Like <laughs> they need to have some sort of roll mechanic because <laughs> we keep on hurting ourselves getting out of. Like sometimes you get excited because you see a person and you're in a car and you pull up and you forget that it's not Grand Theft Auto and you get out the car and you completely like hurt yourself and you just end up looking stupid gotta put it to a full stop so yeah no but i i I wish they would do something about it because that like 
you don't need a car doesn't need to fully stop for you to be able to get out like take a little damage but you still can get up and shoot exactly right and then and then they got to clean up the animation too where you just where you hop out it's like you hop out and then you're just on your knees like there's no animation between you being down in the car right exactly <laughs> the animations of the game like for the little that they are like they're already bad but it's whatever because <laughs> like I, I can't even be well the reload animations are pretty good and um believe it or not i actually think i think all the uh character model animations are uh are just fine too i was i was telling tbh i always tell this man whenever we play it i'm like this is the game that uh ubisoft wanted to make with ghost recon right what about their freaking floating animation? <laughs> what floating like, animation? Well, you just, oh, when like, you jump? Yeah, you just jump and then you just like like you okay, waving your but hand. Okay, <laughs> but I said I said that the jump is like terrible and yeah. and they need a vault like they need to they need to call some people over at Dice and have them come do the vault for them because Dice been killing that vaulting mechanic for a uh, for a good minute. Real dude said they should make a snow map where you have to find food and heat. That would be yes. kind of fire, just because maps, it's like because yes. we we talk about this too. It's like why are there jackets in the game? Like yeah. <laughs> they, they yeah. serve no purpose. <laughs> so that, it would be nice to see them actually put some purpose behind that, like new maps and stuff. But I feel like that's a long way away, just because the game literally just came out last came month. Out, yeah, and and I think their priority they said right now is uh, optimizing the game and getting new weapons and uh clothes and stuff in the game. So I mean, for now, I feel like it's it's a good foundation and. Clearly, a lot of people think that because uh, the game they announced it made like eleven million dollars, like in its first week or something like that. So maybe they could see, spend some of that money towards uh, building a bigger studio and uh, hiring some folks and start rolling out the content because I feel like that's what it's going to take for it to remain on top. Um, well, I think this game is going to replace H one Z one. It already has H one Z one doesn't exist. True. Yeah, I have not seen it at the top of Twitch. Yeah, H one Z one was at the top of Twitch, and then Battlegrounds came out and just like eliminated it like on some netflix uh blockbuster shit like yeah because people stopped playing h1z1 like the H- like the original h1z1 everyone was playing the king of the hill thing right and it's like maybe our audience didn't know that but i feel like a lot of people did because i found it out from somebody else before we actually had interviewed him the original guy player unknown who made h1z1 he moved over to battlegrounds it was like well why would I want to play the game that he's not working on anymore when he exactly. made a new game? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. I want to go to the authentic shit, basically. So I feel that. It's a case of uh, Call of Duty 4 and Titanfall and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um we'll see how it uh we'll see how it shapes up. Um a few weeks ago, Mr. JG here. I don't know how much you can talk about this. I'm just gonna ask you. Uh you got a chance to play uh Agents of Mayhem. Did are you allowed to talk about it at all? Yeah, not too much, man. To be honest, not too much. Still, I gotta wait on it. I play with some characters that they still haven't showed yet. Um, all right, well, I was just gonna ask you. Uh, well, anyway, we got an interview with them. Make sure to go check it out at youtube.com/gi-updates if you guys want to find out about uh who make who makes Agent of May- Mayhem. I guess uh, people. Yeah, and they made uh Saints Row, right? Yep. You're right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to check out more about their game, and check out the interview. Um. Hopefully that embargo lifts soon. Uh, last uh, conversation before we get into the news. Um, PAX East 2017, we were there. I know it's been a while since the last podcast. How you feel about PAX uh, as your first experience, Jay? Uh, PAX was pretty dope, man. Like It was a total contrast from E3. E3 was way more serious and more about the AAA games, even though we still go to a lot of um, indie people when we were there and interviewed them because they're so happy to talk to you. But PAX is like literally more about the indies, like... 
I would say like 90% of the people there were all indie developers and like every single person was uh, was you know super happy for you to uh, talk to them like they see you with the mic and the camera they're like hey who are you like it's like it was it was pretty dope um and it's all about the fans too so a lot of people like you know they saw us walking around the show floor and got to speak to us but e3 like most of the time you know if you're not media you can't get in or unless you want to pay that money to get in which honestly isn't worth it uh, in my opinion as a fan uh for e3 but uh packs are pretty dope it was just fucking boston sucked like literally boston Boo. was super terrible <laughs> not, not, not just because it was march like it literally snowed there like we were so fucking pissed but boston as a whole like from what we saw was was just it was mad like nothing no culture there uh the food was cool but culture was blah everything closed early so just the whole experience of boston was bad but packs were dope um i would like to go to some other ones for sure after this because like i feel like we made a lot of uh a lot of networking uh opportunity like way more than i feel like we did it um in previous e3 even though we did a lot of uh damage there too in this in these two years so yeah i love packs um i see why you all like it too so it's pretty dope and hopefully we get to go to some more like packs out or uh or uh packs prime in seattle yeah, I would I would say if you have a choice between going to E three or PAX, just just go to PAX. It's yeah. it's for it's for you guys. Uh it, it's so much for you guys. It's like JG said, it's like when we would come around to talk to developers or PR people, like they're like surprised as if they didn't even see anybody from the media all day and really there wasn't a lot of media there because when we were hanging out in the media room, we saw the same faces every day in the media room. It was like the same ten, fifteen people from yeah. various different sites and uh E3 is the total opposite. When you go into the media room, it's like you see different people there every time. And it's like it, it's upwards of 100 some people in the media room at E3. So it's like it's way more competitive. Um, mm-hmm. So for that case, I would say, yeah, definitely go to Boston, not Boston, but a, a PAX that's near you if you just want to try something new, um, especially because they had a lot of cool indie games, which I was surprised by, um, like uh, Pyre, which is like this like magic version of like soccer like it's kind of hard to explain we got an interview coming up which explains it and ethos has a video of me and fucking black playing but this motherfucker still hasn't uploaded that shit so we got to get him to do that um it was a lot of different cool games you get to play so i would say yeah that that's for y'all uh definitely definitely don't, don't waste your money on e3 please don't yeah, and, and, I, <laughs> unless you're trying to start your own media thing then don't 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 waste your money like for the 150 thing that they were doing like the early bird special that's cool like if you want to just spend that cash that's all right but i i would just say this because not only are you not gonna be able to play half of the stuff that you want to play and we've said it before like e3 you can't play shit bro like you want to uh play something you're probably gonna have to invest your time because the lines are going to be stupid long everybody just wants to play games if you're not media you're not gonna be able to get to the front so chances are you're probably gonna be able to play like one or two games per day if that and then it's only a three-day event for uh, as far as the show floor. But here's so, the kicker. <laughs> like, don't do it, bro. Mm-hmm. You go play one, two games a day, right, at E3. You might not even like them games, bro. Now right. you waited in line for seven hours, bro, for a game you did. Because I remember we waited in line to play fucking, uh, what was it, Battleboard. And nigga, bro, we waited in line to play Battleboard. We get in there, and they do this little private uh kind of showcase of it and we ended up every single one of us ended up dozing off and falling asleep when they showed Battleborn. that's when we knew that shit was gonna be ass we knew that shit was gonna be ass before it came out bro so yeah just be very wary of if you go to e3 and what you pick and choose what you want to do versus packs i uh play anything (laughs) i remember we played up with like i swear i played like 10 15 games a day like we was we was playing a lot of different shit so 
Yeah, you, get, mm. you definitely get your money's worth if you if you go to a PAX near you. Say, are you trying to go to TwitchCon this year? I don't, I don't really see the point <laughs> of the TwitchCon. TwitchCon, I watch my favorite streamer stream. Like, uh, I don't, I don't need to go actually see them live, live stream. That's so meta. Like, <laughs> nah, TwitchCon is for again the fans. It's not really for media, and this is only like if you really, really love a, a certain streamer and you want to see them. Like, yeah, nigga, if they paying me to, uh, like, paying me more to stream live, yeah, yeah, I go. But other than that, like, this still seems weird to me, like, going there to stream. To stream. Like, yeah, I would want to go there to do other stuff, like, interact with people. That's cool. Like, yeah, seeing, like, other streamers and possibly, you know, networking with them, cool. But most of them aren't business people either, so they just want to just stream. They don't know anything but money. Hey guys, come watch my live stream at TwitchCon. Now you guys can watch the same boring stream you watch every day, but there's going to be people in the background making funny faces. Like, come on, bro. there's no point in that shit. Pretty much. Nah, you the only thing that cool that comes cool that's at uh, TwitchCon is their little um, keynote address where they announce new features and stuff. But my thing is, I can watch that at home. I don't. It's not a reason to actually go. Right. Uh, but yeah. What's the name? Did the early E3 prices allow people to go to the press conferences or not? Nah, that doesn't. No. That's it's called press conference, fam. <laughs> that's, no, that's 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 what. But I told y'all that though. I told y'all the reason why everybody's so like, oh my god, about E3 is because they're used to watching it at home, so they think that the uh, the convention center has the Xbox, uh, Microsoft. I mean the the Microsoft, Sony, and. Um, pc and nintendo conference like in the building so they think they're about to go to all that shit in between like playing games and all that sort of stuff but they don't understand that first of all that stuff happens before the e3 show floor actually opens exactly like that ticket for a while now yeah like it's been like sometimes they did it like on tuesday and so that's only the first day of the show floor opening they may have conferences but like it hasn't been that way for a while like we still um you they do the conferences on sunday and monday and then tuesday through thursday that's when the show floor is yeah so it's like if you buy that regular ticket to go to e3 uh you're gonna find out like let's say you did buy it real dude uh don't don't arrive until maybe like the day before the show floor opens don't arrive two three days early trying to go to the press conferences because you're gonna be really upset that you just wasted your money because like i said it's for press and they're not gonna let you in um they make yeah it's a shame that they don't explain that because they make it seem like on the live streams oh this is for the fans it's like no that's only press that's in there um writing up their articles and shit like that they're just gonna let you on the show floor and when you get on the show floor it's like i said you're gonna wait seven hours to play one game and you you might not like it (laughs) now now i'll say this sony from the years that we went they tried to invite the fans um and xbox kind of did too but again that's only in the limited quantities so like you got to be at a certain place super early and you're again you're going to go as a fan so you're going to sit up in the top stands uh but Mm -hmm. the press people get uh they get to sit down below it's uh it is for the press that's why it's called press conference (laughs) so yeah don't uh which is also don't think you're gonna go another reason why you shouldn't trust the uh these press conferences and maybe cheerleading and shit yeah like, right that's, like that's that press down there yep. <laughs> right. that could be paid like homeboy next there. to us <laughs> oh my god right. a terrible <laughs> but yeah those are our thoughts on PAX uh, E3 look forward to see what E3 this year has to offer but um moving into PlayStation news May's PlayStation free games have already been announced uh, what the PlayStation Nation will be getting if you guys keep paying for that online <laughs> is uh let's see uh oh wait this is april i got the wrong fucking link whoops all right skip that <laughs> i gotta find the other link uh because i know black just put out can one of y'all get that link for me uh yeah, I don't know. 
What's the name? While he looks for that link, uh, I'll bring up the next thing that's on my notes, uh, which is Destiny 2 finally being revealed. I know you're a huge Destiny fan, uh, uh, Anon, so I'm going to let you take the floor. Did you get a chance to check out this, uh, this, this sarcastic trailer for Destiny 2? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to say, my guy? What are you trying to say? I give a fuck about Destiny, bro. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm about to trigger a whole bunch of people with my next sentence. I don't. I don't really care too much about Halo. So why would I care so much about Destiny? Destiny is just Halo with powers and um and like Ubisoft RNG tactics. Mm. Even though Ubisoft didn't make it. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I. It's been announced that it's coming to PC, so you don't care all of a sudden that it's coming to PC because that's the running joke now. I mean, it's coming to PC, but like. And is it still uh, like is it still gonna have three player co op? That's what that's thing shit. we don't know. We don't really know too much about the gameplay. Um, all we know about the story is humanity's last safe city has fallen to an overwhelming invasion force led by gold. Blah 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 blah. blah, 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 blah. Wait, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Listen, play the, the last DLC game because I ain't no sucker. Game. The last game they were trying to tell you, oh, you want to know about the story? You want to know about lore, my guy? Go on ahead to this website and uh, take this card with you, and then you'll learn about the game. Boy, don't I speak to me about Destiny. <laughs> What's the name? I am uh, good off that. Do, do, you, do you care that Destiny 2 is coming to PC, Jay? I do, just simply for the fact that uh, that you're finally expanding it out. And that's what I wanted from the first one before You know, we got uh, severely disappointed. And uh, and in the lackluster destiny, I'm you think they won't it, do it again, bruh? Like I don't, I don't uh, doubt that they uh, won't, because Activision been up to some bullshit. Like they're still milking fucking Call of Duty for uh, for fuck's sake. So Activision um, ain't never gonna care about you, Jay. Exactly, <laughs> I know, bruh. I know. But what if it turns out to be fire, and now you ain't gonna give it a chance? If it turns out to be fire, <laughs> then I'll give it a chance. I played the first one. That's why I shit on it, because I, I'm not just I'm not just sitting here like, oh yeah, blah blah, blah like. Um, freaking! Hold on, hold on, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not just sitting here, pretty much. Um, going off of like what other people said about Destiny, I put a solid like 25 hours into it, and I think I was the first max level before any of the DLC came out. And like, mm, mm, it's it's just not for me, bro. It's it's if it's fire. I'll give it a chance, but I don't know. Somebody, somebody in the chat said, but so what are those free PS Plus games for May, though? <laughs> That's how y'all feel about Destiny? God damn, bro. I guess they need no Destiny fans in here. Um, let's see. This is a fucking... God damn, this is the Xbox. I'm fucking up on the notes. I don't know why I thought this was PlayStation. Whatever. I guess we're just going to talk about the, the Xbox shit. Uh... <laughs> xbox free games y'all get star wars force unleashed 2 i guess that's the cool one uh lego star wars the complete saga lara croft in the temple of osiris and the gianna sisters twisted dreams director's cut remember this ain't this ain't playstation this is xbox i'll take my l (laughs) 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 all these goddamn links um let's talk about something i think that uh you guys would be interested in what about star wars battlefront 2 uh that's officially been announced um what's gonna be different with this game is it's gonna have an actual story mode you're gonna be starring as a female special trooper special forces troop uh in the imperial army so you'll actually be playing as an evil uh someone of the evil empire trying to uh avenge the whole they said it takes place after um what was the the third one uh were they the the um oh you mean the third the sixth movie 
Yeah, see, I hate this fucking order. The, yeah, I know, the, I know. the last one was I know. Yeah, the last was young. We're, okay, so so young. so before before uh, episode seven, before uh, the new ones, the fifth. Um, one. Is that what? That oh, is? the fifth, the Empire Strikes Back, or um, no? Um, crap. The last was something Jedi. God, I hate Star Wars. Hold on, now I gotta Google this. I let, me look at, let me let me I look at the chat. I feel like they're gonna it's the Return not, of the Jedi. There they go. They got me in the chat. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So right. it takes place after the Return of the Jedi. Uh, after those events. Uh, and then I think they said they're gonna have like space battles and shit like that. Uh, does that interest you now that it's gonna have a story with like co-op and big multiplayer space battles? Um. Okay. So. I like how uh, it, apparently it's it's across all the generations also from like when Luke was young to all the way to like where Kylo Ren is like right now. Um, mm, some of that shit is pre-order though, they said. Really? Oh, some yeah, See, I think it was already, like, uh, already, yeah, like some of the Star Wars heroes were pre-order. That's so yeah, wack, That's so whack. See, this, this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, there, the, I think the reason that Battlefront 2 was so good, like the original Battlefront 2, not, not this one, um, was... Because it, it, it covered pretty much uh, all the ages, and it was just a well-fleshed-out game. Like, I don't know. I think uh, I think visually it's going to look great, obviously. I think it's going to play just fine, but I don't know. I'm After the, the disappointment that Battlefront 1 was, like... They can promise all these all these new things, but it's like when, when something you love gets destroyed, like when they reboot the game, it's just, it's hard to put your trust into it. Like, like there's, there's things about Battlefront 2 that I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. But I just can't bring myself to be like, oh yeah, this is going to be good or not. I'm just reserving judgment until Whoa. we play it at E3. Here's, here's the reason why I think people are getting excited. It's been announced that, um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 will be written by the same guy who wrote the, who wrote the story for Spec Ops The Line. Did you play that game? Yeah. And I yeah. really like that game. Yeah. So it's like, my thing is like it's a reason to be excited, but at the same time that doesn't mean he can't pin a bad story. Uh, so it's like it's like that also I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. Else is gonna be good. Right, 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 right. Like that could have been his magnus opus. Like everything else could could be bad. Uh, did you get a chance to play Spec Ops, uh, Jay? Your nah, nope. So it, so that don't even mean nothing to you. Like, was <laughs> 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 well, so, so that's one reason. And then right after that, there were some more drama star uh, around Star Wars Battlefront. So. They can't make up their mind. Dice says there won't be a season pass. EA was like, "Hold up, nah, nah." (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, creative creative director, (laughs) (laughs) the creative director said uh, from from Dice, he said, "We don't want to segment our community uh, during a podcast." Basically, he was basically saying there wasn't going to be a season pass. And then, like a day later, he said it on a podcast. EA came out and said, "We cannot talk about the uh, specifics of this, but we have something different in mind that will allow you to play longer, but uh, be more invested." in the game without having to uh fragment the community uh oh wait my bad that's 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 what uh that's what he said in the podcast uh he said we're not ready to confirm any live service plans just yet we just can't say in this uh we've heard the feedback from the original battlefield loud and clear we know that you want more depth more progression and more content so we're focused on delivering that in every dimension of star wars battlefront 2 we have more to share about our plans soon so do you think ea first of all this there's two things to this all right so do you feel like ea and dice are on the same on the same way, wavelength, do you feel like EA can no. fuck this up? No, EA is definitely gonna fuck this up. Like, that's that's what EA does. Like, somebody in chat said it's a, a content pass. That's great. It's different. It's a content pass. <laughs> My bad. Go, go ahead, Jay. No, they, they yeah they find a way, bro. Like every single time. We were just talking about this with uh with Mass Effect. 
Like <laughs> they they mm-hmm. fuck over Bioware and they go fuck over Dice. They, I mean, they already did with Battlefield One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I think the snipers fucked up Battlefield. I think true, but I'm saying <laughs> I think uh, I I see some in the comments and and I was like, oh, absolutely, because uh, I felt this way too. I've always wanted like space to ground uh, combat in um, in Battlefront. Like I think that would be awesome. I think I think what what they need to focus on that could make like this shit awesome because in, in a perfect world to me it would be a battlefront that maybe maybe dials back a little bit on the graphics not too crazy but you know battlefield 4 is a still uh, good looking game so like if it looked around the lines of like a battlefield 4 but it was a star wars game and we have something where it's um like like battlefield scale but instead of 64 players we have 100 players that would be ridiculous like all out full scale warfare in space, air, and on the ground. I think that would be awesome. But the way you create the maps is tight enough that, you know, um, you can split up into teams of 50 uh, each. And whether you're in the sky, on the ground, or in space, everything is still, like, hectic. When you say large-scale battles, how many people you want on, on a server at a time? 100. So 50 versus 50? Or 100 yeah. versus 100? Yeah, no, 50 versus 50. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, does that include like say twenty five on the ground, twenty five in space, and they can kind of go in between? Um, not necessarily because like yeah, twenty five in space. Um, no, maybe maybe actually probably like uh, probably like twenty in space because uh, a forty person space battle would be pretty crazy, and you can go in each other's cruisers and stuff like that. Um, and then maybe twenty five on the ground. And then five in like the in between. I yeah, feel like that'd be perfect. Five on five on in like normal, uh, normal atmospheric settings is like pretty hectic by itself. Just based on like battlefield, how many jets and helicopters usually spawn. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play the original two battlefields on PS2. Uh, I just played that that one that came out a couple years ago, and I didn't. All I know is I didn't like that shit. It was too simple. I, I, I want, I wanted to have more depth to it. Um, they said they're going to be changing it to where you can't just do whatever you want with your characters. There's going to be classes now, like in the original. Do you feel like that's going to make the game better? I just don't know, fam. I'm, I'm just really, really skeptical about this. Like, it's a lot of what ifs. Yeah, it's it's a lot of what ifs. Like I remember when Battlefront was first teased, everybody was like, "Oh my god, there's so much they can do." And it, and everybody and the thing was, I feel like it's it, it was a, another Mass Effect situation. Um, Dice was just coming hot off of, uh, I think it was Battlefield three or Battlefield four, one of those two. But pretty much like people still had trust that Dice would be able to deliver, you know. And then Battlefront was just it just it was a. A victim of of the gaming industry, play uh, season passes and poor progression. One thing that annoyed me about this announcement is uh, when the trailer first came out, I saw a lot of people on Twitter like, "Oh my god, Battlefront Two looks freaking gorgeous!" And it's like, did you forget the original Battlefield uh, Battlefront looked uh, great too? That, that was only like a year and a half ago. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it looked look, great. It did look graphically exactly. amazing. <laughs> right, they that, still messed it, up on the gameplay. Right, it's like, exactly. all the gameplay. So I was like, eh. 
it's like I, I like I like that they're bringing on some quality writers for the story. They're making some gameplay changes, but until I actually see the gameplay, I'm sure we'll see it at E3. It's like we don't believe you. Like I have the right to be skeptical, and especially because EA has already fucked up Mass Effect. Uh, mm-hmm. You feel like they fucked up Battle Battlefield? I didn't play enough to even know. So it's like I don't know. I I, I I can see why people hate you. <laughs> I, I I can't even. You know, it's funny. I can't even say after we play two because uh, I thought Battlefield was fantastic when we played e3 we all and, did, yo. and and the thing is like um you can't really judge it until you get home and you're like because the oh, vertical there's slice. no progression because exactly it's just it's just a little tease so it might be so that's that's what they're good at they're good at to give people just enough that it's like oh this is really really good but not the whole piece of the pie where where you realize oh shit like there's some there's some major issues because what happens is everybody leaves e3 goes home and writes about how great battlefront 2 is gonna be and then the full game comes out and it's a seven right that's what um that's what happened with uh freaking the original beta for uh, the original Titanfall. When the Titanfall mm-hmm. beta came out, everybody played it. It was like, ooh, this is fire. Then the full game came out. It was the same thing as the beta. You're like, this is it? <laughs> right. Exactly. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, you gotta, be, you gotta be mindful of those vertical slices. Like, everything is just turning us, I think, jaded. Um, I mean, hell, I can argue that happened to us. I mean, I, that was pretty much what Ethos video was about. That happened to us when we got when we went to EA and we got to play Mass Effect early. They gave us a vertical slice, and what we played was great. And when the full game comes out, it's like, yo, what happened? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And then it makes us look bad. It makes us look like liars because we played a vertical. It's like it's like eh, it's 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 a messy situation. That's what I'm saying. Yay, dog. Yay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going. I learned my lesson after being having that EA trip. If if we if we deal with them anymore, it's like yeah, I'll come and try your game out. But I'm gonna just be like, this was cool. This was cool. I'm not gonna get excited about nothing no more. Like right, exactly. you can't trust the no vertical slice. Yeah, how we play 16 hours of the game, bro, and that like, and we still weren't ready for this shit. All right, like, that's crazy. Tragic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other news. Since we're talking about shooters, let's bring it back. Call of Duty is going back to its roots. Oh, Call God. of Duty World War Two has been announced. First of all, how do you guys feel about that name? Do you feel like that's a good name, Call of Duty World War Two? Amazing name, the best name they've ever came out with. <laughs> you said Xbox One. <laughs> I feel like they could have came up with a better name. It's just like, come on, that's all y'all got in the day of brainstorming session is Call look, of Duty man, World War Two. Battlefield, look, Dice said we gonna I've call that shit Battlefield One and call it Activision like nah. Brain Blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. we got one even better. Yeah, we going to World War Two, baby. We just go call it World War Two. Nobody can say shit to me no more about Call of Duty because I remember I used to get yo, I used to get into arguments with people all the time like back in high school telling them that call of duty was copying battlefield battlefield is better y'all niggas gonna see blah 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 when bad company and bad company 2 came out i was i was getting into it boy now nobody can tell me shit because call of duty went way into the future with infinite warfare and if it wasn't for modern warfare remastered that game would have fucking in their Bruh. defense, you can't you can't say they were copying Battlefield without any proof. Because remember, these games are on a three year cycle. They were they knew they were going to World War Two three years ago. Because mm, remember, they were they true. were they were complaining about boots to the ground when Black Ops Three came out and Infinite Warfare came out, and it just so happens that we're on a World War Two. So it's like you don't know that they, they've been planning this game for a while. You're right. You're right. But it's harder for me to believe that when they're able to pump out a Call of Duty game every year. 
Like I feel I feel you. I know it's on that three year cycle, but I don't know, fam. I like either way. I, I feel you. I feel you. It it's just we know we're gonna be storming the beaches of Normandy going all throughout Europe. I don't care. European things with your Tommy gun. I don't care. Um I don't care. Some people some there's gonna be a private beta. We know that because uh it's it's on some of the uh some of the pamp or the back of the box or whatever. So be sure to look out for those codes on Twitter because I'm pretty sure your favorite YouTuber is uh <laughs> T Martin is gonna be <laughs> passing out those codes like candy. Um, I think the main thing is like because they're going because they've gone so far into the future and they're going back to the World War Two era. What can they do with like kill streaks? Do you think they would go back to the simple formula of modern warfare where there's just three simple ones, or do you think they're gonna come up with some creative shit uh, like ten different kill streaks for World War Two? They're gonna bring the dogs back. Yeah, they're gonna bring the dogs back. It's gonna be. I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do. It's it's gonna be a whole. Uh, wave of nostalgia kind of thing because the whole thing is okay boots to the ground right getting back to the roots right so they're just gonna bring back a whole bunch of shit that uh call of duty fans i guess are uh used to or or look back fondly upon possibly and they're gonna use that hopefully to drive the sales i was talking to black earlier and yesterday and i was saying i had a theory i think maybe what they could go with this one is they're presenting it now as they announce it as this World War II shooter, but it's like when we actually play it, we find out maybe it's a it's an alternate universe, maybe like where the Nazis win. Because if they do that, then it'll give them more leeway to do some fuck shit, like uh, put jetpacks in the game. Because <laughs> you remember Nazis were doing all those different type of experiments. Experiments. One of them, yep. Yeah, they were building different types of uh, warcrafts and like uh, jetpacks. I saw and a stuff meme like about that. that already. Yeah, like they were like shooting, trying to do like a they had they were trying to make like a laser gun too. So it's like. Do you think they could take that path? They're gonna make it Wolfenstein Call of Duty, bro. Mm, okay, <laughs> oh, okay. Wolfenstein, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's all they it is. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be Wolfenstein Call of Duty, bro. It's <laughs> all right, uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead so, and clip that boy if I call it, boy. <laughs> I just, I just don't know what they're gonna do as far as like, you can't, you can't do a UAV. Uh, that's too exactly. technologically advanced. Uh. Although I remember, was it was it was it World at War? I think they just called the UAV a plane. It's like yeah, you can call like, in a plane yeah, and then a plane it... in the air. Yeah, they can still do that, bro. They okay. they found a way. They found a way. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so they're gonna do that. What else are they gonna do? You could do an artillery strike. Artillery World strike. Two. Yeah, and right. The dogs, bro. No, you know, dogs. I need, you know what I think would be awesome. What I liked uh, about when Battlefield was first pitching Battlefield One was the fact that they were like, oh, now it's all you know. There's there's this focus on like brutality and like. You can you can kill people with shovels and bash people and fuck them up. A reason why I I actually like liked World at War was uh, World at War was one of the only Call of Duty games that had like gore in it. Yeah. Um, and like Nickels. that shit was horrifying. Like people's I, limbs came off. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I want I want more of these uh, these well polished AAA shooters to bring out the realism in shooters. I understand it makes it hard for you to have a revive mechanic in a game if somebody's head gets blown off, but, like, that's the reason why people love shit like Gears. Like, I want... I'm playing a game that's about warfare. Show me the atrocities of warfare. I want to see carnage, nigga. I want to run up, and the nigga next to me fucking gets his head shot off, some crazy shit, and it it, it puts fear in my heart, because I'm like, oh, shit. Like... You think they'll go with an M-rated game where there's like blood? Like you remember the scene from uh, Saving Private Ryan when they stormed the beach and like people's exactly. brains were all over? Yeah. Like that's what I want to see. Like, exactly, I would be that. exactly. Because back in the day, that type of warfare, the warfare that we fight now is is 
usually like really far off because our weapons are so advanced but like back in the day when you really had to pull up and it was tw trench warfare and shit like you saw terrible atrocities that's why uh ptsd is such a problem that it is now because you have all the well i mean back like 20 years ago because you have all these veterans coming back from you know the war and shit like that and they're just they're just fucked in the head because of all the shit that they've seen and that's what i want from any of these these you want to feel like or, a real soldier now exactly again exactly that ha that's going through shit not just some you don't want to be rambo again exactly i feel you on that i feel you on that that's what call of duty has always been about though you being rambo not, on the battlefield not well, the original I, two. I would say i would say from no not yeah definitely not from, from uh modern warfare on up yeah, yeah. Modern warfare. yeah the the original ones you you actually it was it was just a medal of honor um competitor i remember that shit but they were trying to make it like more story based and realistic and stuff Right, right, right. Um, maybe if you get like twenty kills, you'll get a you'll get a nuke. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Call of Duty World War Two, it's coming. Uh, the official full reveal will be April twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen. The day in which we're recording this is April twenty fourth, so that's two days from now. That's this Wednesday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, should be interesting to see how that plays out. Maybe we'll have a video on GI discussing that. I don't know. But let's move into the next piece of uh, Call of Duty news. Uh, the Call of Duty uh, community is pretty upset right now. JG wrote this article right here because uh, Call of Duty 4 Remastered, they just, they're just they releasing some rem remastered maps, and they're charging $15 for it. Um, how do you uh, how you feel about that uh, ma the new map pack there, Jay? Boy, <laughs> Activision, I think, <laughs> goddamn, boy, with this shit. <laughs> Activision is funny as hell. First of all, okay, so when the remaster came out, I was like, all right, it's going to have all the maps, right? Wrong. They only put 10 maps on that hole. <laughs> and they have the nerve, the nerve to give you the same map pack. It's called the exact same fucking name, too. They, they have their goddamn minds. And they charge you $10 when it came on the Xbox 360, right? The variety map pack. It's four maps. It, they charge you ten dollars for it back in the day. They got the nerd to charge you fifteen, and it's because they're giving you ten rare freaking supply drops. Are you kidding me? Because they're giving you ten. You're paying for the supply drops. That's what you're paying for. You're not even paying for the maps, bro. Like, please don't buy this. Like, and, and people on the PS4, because you know they get exclusivity now. They get timed exclusivity. So they've already been playing this since March, but now it's rolling out for the Xbox One and the PC. Don't participate in this, dog. Like. If you really want to play those maps, please just play the old one. Like, what's the deal? You just want updated graphics? Fine, I get it. And I, I understand that this is nostalgia, but don't participate in the fuckery with the DLC. Just don't do it. What's the name? Uh, I, I feel like this is especially bad. Like, this is a new low for Activision. Because I could argue that y'all already paid $80 to play Modern Warfare Remastered. But, but it came with Infinite Warfare. Nobody's playing that game. Y'all bought the $80 version. <laughs> you paid $80 for a 10-year-old game. Let's be real here. And then another 15 for these maps and get these little supply crates, bruh. Yeah, you, you, $95. You paid bro. almost a hundred. Well, it is a hundred dollars with the taxes. The taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you paid a hundred dollars to play a goddamn 10-year-old first-person shooter, bruh. This is a new low for Activision. And this is a new low for the gaming community. Like the Call of Duty, can, can we just get rid of them? Like Y'all are making it bad. They only keep doing this shit because people keep buying it. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah. Um, so it's like, God damn, 47. Cut it out, Activision. Uh, you think they'll do anything crazy with, like, map packs and shit for World War II? 
Oh, of course. They're going to have supply drops in that shit, too, I bet. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. Uh, Last piece of PS4 news. PlayStation news, I mean. Uh, It's not really nothing to discuss. Just kind of an announcement. Uh, The Jack and Dexter series has made its way to the PS4. You can download it digitally uh, in HD if you guys want to revisit those days. Uh, Great games, great games if you haven't played them. Um, other than that, moving on to Xbox news, we already talked about May's free games because I fucked up the links on my notes. Uh, so we're hopping into Xbox news. Let's go ahead and hop into the biggest piece of Xbox news, the biggest piece of gaming news to happen in probably the past month. The wait is over, as JG says. Xbox Scorpio specs have been revealed. (laughs) All right, (laughs) let me ask you something. You know, um, the uh, the Xbox Scorpio. Mm-hmm. It features six teraflops of CPU power. What is that doing for you? Um, I have no fucking idea, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Xbox was the Scorpio. It features 40 customized compute units at 1172 megahertz. What's that doing for you? Man, not much. <laughs> not much to the naked eye, bro. All right. I, I, listen, all right. So. <laughs> Microsoft took a page out of the PS4 Pro's reveal uh, book. I don't know why. And they decided to do this super nerdy-ass reveal of the Xbox One specs. I thought we were going to get a look at the console, at least. We didn't even get at that. <laughs> they released a spec sheet telling us, hey, see, we will be able to render our games in 4K 60 FPS. And uh, that, I guess that's the big thing coming out of this, even though we already knew that it was going to be able to. Um, no games were shown. Basically, all they did was they had Digital Foundry on um, deck, and Digital Foundry one ran a bunch of tests showcasing that the Xbox One was be able to render games at 4K 60 FPS. Um, you guys are familiar with Digital Foundry. You guys know they're like the biggest fucking nerds on the internet. Uh, and yeah, that was it. Um, how did you guys feel about this uh, Scorpio quote unquote reveal? I mean, the one thing that everybody, again, and you said it already, that everybody wants to find out is can it actually run in 4K? And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, but, uh, another <laughs> thing that we always want to figure out is, you know, what their price point gonna be, Playboy. Um, cause if it can't right, right. run Forza right, right. 60 FPS in 4K, <laughs> oh, that shit probably gonna be like a good 800 bucks, I would be thinking, but we shall see. Cause uh yeah you are really going to make this the premium uh Xbox console so um yeah it's very interesting <laughs> I'm glad it can though um we're gonna see about these other games but uh, Digital Foundry is pretty reputable when it comes to uh you know uh telling us you know the the deal on how these games run on these certain systems so um I I do believe that you know they did see Forza running at that at that uh the specs and that frame rate but we'll have to see like again to everybody else it doesn't mean anything like any of these specs or anything well so we, we just got to see what they where the game's at though where, i where see the game's at. i see them throwing price ranges in the chat some people are saying 600 500 700 800 um it was reported that the xbox one's gpu is just as powerful as a nvidia 1080 which is currently the highest uh nvidia card don't you have a 1080 uh Adon? hey yes sir and you play all your games in 4k I've been playing in 4K since July, my guy. Then my okay, slight flex. We get it. You know, you What's know, it? You know, you know, I'm just okay, saying, okay. niggas and is I'll... waiting on it. <laughs> how much? How much did you pay for your 1080? Huh? How much did you pay for your 1080? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like 700. <laughs> All right, so we just established. Microsoft says that the Xbox One Scorpio has the power of a 1080. 
Anon just said he paid $700 for the GPU alone. You need a GPU for a computer, a CPU, a motherboard, the RAM, water hard drive. If you want it. You need the hard drives. You need the case. That's a lot of stuff that's being left out. So if the GPU alone, the graphics card is 700. How much of how much do you think Microsoft? First of all, Microsoft is going to have to take a hit when they sell this new console. How much do you guys think they're going to sell it for? I mean, they gotta sell it. I mean, even taking a hit, they gotta sell it for like five, six hundred. Five is taking a huge hit. Six is like taking less of a huge hit, but it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to push like people uh, to buy it. Six hundred dollars. People on console don't want to spend six hundred dollars because then at that point you'd be surprised. Okay, you're right. But I mean, but but you have to. But but I think I think six hundred dollars is where they'll start to see that shit is really going to stack up because you six hundred dollars. Then you got to pay fifty dollars for the online for a year because you got to get that. Let's say you get one or two. You know what? Somebody brought up a really good point in the chat. Somebody said, but it doesn't cost seven hundred dollars to make the thing too. That is a good point. You're right. Yeah. True. 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 Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it it really depends, but I think I think they're I think they'll sell it for five. Who knows? Because uh, we might be making some big leaps. Apparently, there was another like big breakthrough in um in computing, like for GPUs or some shit like that. So uh, like 4K could become standard faster than than we initially thought. So, Hunter says PC gamer said the same thing. It's on par with an i3 RX 480 build. I don't know anything about AMD. But uh, RX four eighty is the is the cheap card, the two hundred dollar card that uh, really ten eighty p and shit. Okay, interesting. So then there's there's conflicting stories. I definitely read that uh, it was on par with the ten sixty, ten sixty, ten seventy, ten eighty line. Uh, so we don't know how much we 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 know this thing is gonna be four k. I think I don't think it should be more than five hundred dollars. Um, if it's more than five hundred dollars, I think people are gonna lose their shit. That's that's what I'm saying. If it's if it's six hundred, then and you you drop two games and you know games all all get I got the fuck all got these uh, season passes and shit like that, um, and then you have to pay for the online. You're gonna be dropping eight hundred dollars on that system, and you're just gonna be like, "Why am I doing this? I'm just gonna build a fucking PC." Okay, yeah. Um, I I don't know. This is one of those. I feel like this is one of those. You know, one of those situations where it's going to be expensive. Is it's going to expose a lot of people in a sense that it's like some people are going to be like, ah, I'm a baller. I'm gonna get it anyway. And then you're gonna see other people switch to PC even though they thought it was stupid. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter because it's like the games. Um, do you think they'll? Do you think at E3 they will show anything that's original that could actually show off the power? Because at the end of the day, what's the point of all this power if you ain't showing off no exclusives? Right, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> All the exclusives on PC now, boy. <laughs> yeah, like my like Microsoft has really been on this, uh, the, you know, this Windows Ten, Xbox, you know, happy family type of stuff, which I'm not mad about because I get to play all the games now, and I don't gotta buy your shit. Um, True. So, I, you know, that was the one announcement I was happy about. Ain't matter what games came out, but they didn't really show much last year, to be honest. And uh, Given given the very very small stars that Microsoft has, see if these come on now. Um, <laughs> this no, 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 shit is whack, whack of sores, boy. <laughs> yeah, man, they they didn't show much that I was really interested in, so I really don't expect anything more out of them. They're going to just talk about the specs from the uh, the Scorpio now that they've actually revealed more, and they're going to just hype that shit up. What's the name? I don't, I don't, I swear to God, if we get an E3 and they announce another fucking Forza. 
I don't want to <laughs> see another Forza. I don't want to see another Gears. Crackdown 3 is cool because we've been waiting a long time for that. So I look forward to Crackdown 3, but it's still not enough reason to buy a, a score. Like, I, I said six. in I, I said in the previous video, they need they need a horizon. They need something or oh my god, if they announce Halo, like that's <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Especially because Halo wouldn't be a game that I feel like could show off the graphical power of the Xbox One because nope. that has more of a cartoony, colorful style. Like they need they need a more realistic game that can really show. They need a, like, The Last yo. of Us or an Uncharted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a good. Idea. I feel like Microsoft wants to be like besides Gears. Microsoft has kind of been safe with their games. You know what I mean? Well, they're like, trying to be a multimedia kind of thing. They're not exactly, trying to be like exactly. just gaming anymore. They're, that's why the Xbox One um, has you, so you can like plug up your TV to it, and so you never have to. T- the whole thing is like never turning your Xbox off. Right. Yeah. They want their family. <laughs> console thing going you know so they've been playing it very very safe with uh with their decisions for these original games and then they've been trying to milk freaking halo uh gears and uh forza the entire time so who knows man like i said i just want to see more crackdown 3 which they did say is still coming finally um but other than that i don't know Hashtag resurrect scale. It's, it's crazy too because um first of all don't nobody want to see a dead space 4 after dead space 3 don't nobody want to see that uh <laughs> I, I I think it's crazy because uh, the fucking like the graphics on um I just I just had a fucking brain fart. What was I about to say? I was about to look, I was responding to somebody in the fuck. Oh, scalebound. My bad. <laughs> the graphics on scalebound. The, the problem with that game was um the frame rate kept dropping and stuff. And it's like I feel like scalebound would have really benefited from the Scorpio's extra power because that that was the main. Everybody's like, yo, this game looks cool, but like it's stuttering like i know you see that phil spencer on stage don't try to act like we stupid like we said that <laughs> so it's like it, for that to be canceled i was like that would have been a great game to, to put on the scorpio um oh man oh no but hey guys we got it we got specs how you guys feel about the one uh terabyte hard drive that's cool that's like the standard now that's yeah, gotta go they should have yeah, came out with two i mean, I mean yeah, can they, we get an ssd have, but, um what would they use that for they don't they're only running games i mean just to make it up. SSD for yeah. Netflix, nigga? Fuck. I mean, I guess you're right. In, in, in <laughs> SSD, SSD for Spotify? Yeah, like, what, what are you talking about? Other computing. I don't know. Okay, okay. The thing, the reason why I say that is like, whenever I go over to my homegirl's house and like, I'm like on her Xbox, I'm just like, this this thing, it just, it just feels slow. It just doesn't feel as responsive. Like, so I don't know. I guess that's why I was like, can we get an SSD or something? Mm. Okay, and also games on console. I don't know if you noticed, but like uh, my brother, I gave my brother my PS4, and sometimes he plays Grand Theft Auto, and like I watch him, and it just looks like everything takes so long to load, and I'm just like, bruh, what is this? And that's again going to drive with the price of the console too. True. So who knows? I mean, it is interesting. I see what you're saying now. At least we'll get the uh, yeah. You you just want it for like the SSD for the OS, right? Right. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, at least we'll get like a 4K Xbox logo. You know that's coming. <laughs> 4K Spotify, my guy. 4K Spotify. <laughs> 4K, <laughs> 4K Crunchyroll. Uh, I just put the same fucking link in there. Whoops. Um, let's see. Other Xbox news. Xbox will be is offering uh refunds on digital purchases now. Nothing too crazy to talk about, but uh, 
I mean, yeah, that's a good bought, thing. That's, that's definitely a W for them to be doing. Yeah, it. W for them. And like, if you bought some basura from them off their digital store, I, first of all, who's, <laughs> who's, who, <laughs> who's who's buying fucking uh, games off the Microsoft uh, Windows Store on PC? I don't even know are they Only even when cool. I have to. Only when I have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, pretty much Gears. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Quantum yeah, so, Break when that came out. Yeah, get it on there. Yeah, is there is there is there a limitation like a two hour limitation like how there is on Steam? Yeah, that's what they said. It said it's within fourteen days, and only if you play less than two hours. So okay. similar to Steam. Yep. Right, right, right. So yeah, be aware of that. If you bought some bullshit, some digital game that you didn't like, you are now able to return it on Xbox One and PC, as long as it's within the Microsoft ecosystem. God bless your heart if you're shopping within it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Last last piece of uh, Xbox news. Uh, remember that shit stain called Record, where the the whole map glitched out. Uh, There's a possibility. Never uh, review the truth. Ooh, you mean mean render? Or yeah. render, bro. <laughs> yo, tweet that man Ace. Be like, yo, where that record review at? He <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like, where this coming from? Uh, supposedly, there's there's a definitive edition in the works, and like, it can. This this is why I brought this up. Okay, how do you make a definitive version of a game that wasn't good in the first place? How does that work? <laughs> who who asked for this, fam? Who who asked for this? I don't know, bro. Uh, but hey, with the definitive, <laughs> definitive dog shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo news time. We'll be going to Nintendo. I think we could uh, go ahead and cut all the sad music because we got some. Uh, it's been a while. I feel like we, since we've done the sad <laughs> oh, music. Oh, <laughs> man. Here we go. <laughs> we got uh, some sad Nintendo news coming from you guys. So the Nintendo Switch has been out for a month now, and users have been reporting of left Joy-Con issues. Um, supposedly, there's some type of static energy interference with the left Joy-Con, so sometimes you'll be playing your games, and the controller will just desync. Um, Nintendo mm-hmm. claims it's not a widespread spread issue, but plenty of people have come online and uh, claimed it. The good news, though, is uh, you can contact their support team, and they will fix it for you. Um, but I guess I bring this up, because this is like another example of why you should not buy a console and when it first comes out, unless you're like a game reviewer, or you're just balling like that, and you can buy like three, four switches. Because right now, um, yeah, the controllers have been desyncing. Um, Nintendo claims that uh, no widespread proactive re- uh, repair or replacement effort is underway with the current Joy-Con controllers. A number of small units have been affected. Um, there are other reasons consumers may be experiencing wireless interference. We are asking consumers to contact customer support so we can help them determine if a repair is necessary. If it is, consumers can send their controller directly to Nintendo for the adjustment free of charge. Uh, blah blah blah. So I mean, that's the good thing. If if your shit is fucking up and you got to switch, uh, just contact customer support and they will handle it for free. So shout out to Nintendo for that. I'm not mad at that. Um, the other thing that the Nintendo is having problems with is uh, people are complaining that their Nintendo Switch is bending. Um, one person took to Reddit and announced that uh, his his Switch was uh kind of warping, as he was saying. Um. They're guessing that it has to do with something with the heat when it's inside the dock, the heat that it generates. It's it's causing the um what's the word I'm looking for? It's causing the uh, switch to deform. And then after he he put this up on Reddit, other people started complaining. They was like, yeah, I'm having the same issue. And they were posting their pictures. I seen like IGN do it. Um, and I think like Polygon or somebody like that. They were also showing that their thing had been, been bending. People are still able to play their games, but I guess people are posting these pictures because they're worried about it. Um, the thing has only been out for a month. I mean, and it's generating so much heat that it's starting to bend. Who's to say that it won't crack and break eventually? Um, how y'all feel about this stuff? Boy, oh boy. That's terrible. Jesus Christ. Amazing Japanese design, right? 
Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but but three hundred though, three hundred isn't uh, isn't that expensive, right? You know, for uh, for the shit to not work, right? Yeah, you, you pay for it, right? Right, exactly. Um, that shit's absolutely unacceptable, bro. How the fuck did like your R and D not catch this? And how did like did y'all just like build it and put it out? Because I I feel like they did with the lack of games and now finding out this because this is like a major issue like if the if the switch starts to get too hot and it becomes like the next uh samsung galaxy like bro that's that's it like what's the name uh, does this thing have a fan in it i don't think so probably not it's like yeah where is it like does it get hot in your lap does anybody in the chat have one yeah I'm, let I, me oh yeah we gotta ask ace to see well i, I mean ask ace because i know he's waiting when um yeah, when it know. bends, does it not work? Um, no, no, it, it's it's still working, but I guess it's 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 a precaution thing. People are worried. The thing yeah. has been out for a month, and not only has it been out for a month, people really haven't been playing it that much. They beat Zelda, and then that's it. There's nothing. There's nothing to play on the Switch after you beat Zelda, and I could argue there's nothing to play on the Switch now because you can play it on the Wii U. So if the thing has been out for a month, you played one game on it. There are games coming down the road. Who's to say a year from now your fucking Switch won't blow up in your hand like a Samsung Galaxy phone? So y'all said it does have a fan? Well, some of y'all are saying no. I feel like y'all don't really know. Some people are saying yeah, though. It, it's it, But they said it's intake? Okay, uh, intake fan? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing, though. Yeah, people are just... They're afraid down the road. Um, which makes me hesitant to even buy one now, because it's like, who's to say that this thing won't blow up in my hand six months from the run? And what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um... But yeah, arms, it's coming. Arms. Galaxy S Switch, boy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything, but that was another oh company that uh, yeah, put out some shit that blew up. The I'm Galaxy S Switch, that's great. Um speaking of <laughs> speaking of the Switch has no games, um, there's a rumor that Pokemon could come to the Switch. Um, this has been rumored actually for a few months now. Reports are claiming that they could possibly be doing like an upscaled version of uh, what was the last what was the last Coliseum? Pokemon? No, not oh. Coliseum. What was the last Pokemon that came out on three three DS? Um, oh fucking, shit! Um, um, Sun, and yeah, Moon. Sun and Moon. Yeah, Sun and Moon. Supposedly, like it would be called like Pokemon Stars or some shit like that. It was the rumor. <laughs> it would include a free new uh, some some more Pokemon. Um, the reason this rumor kind of got uh, reheated again is because Game Freak recently listed some job openings for a character model that would last up until May 2018. Uh, Game Freak is also hiring 3D modelers, which uh, uh, they'll get a chance. It said in the job uh, description, you'll get a chance to be involved with developing an RPG that's popular worldwide. So people are thinking this could be that quote unquote. Uh, Pokemon game that comes to the Switch. Would that be enough reason for you guys to pick up the uh, new console? Still no, but it'll mm. be interesting enough. I just want a Pokemon Coliseum game to come back. No, exactly. we want the Pokemon Mobile. Or the, yeah, the Mobile. The Mobile or the MMO. Being, being a, yeah, I want the MMO. That's what I want, the MMO. Man, yeah. fuck that. Pokemon Mobile Stop hating. fire, boy. Me and Ethos was talking about it last night again. He was like, imagine a Mobile where it's like you start off because like you know how the mobile is like you level up from farming and then you apply your skills imagine a mobile where oh, you start where you off as like yeah you... you start as charmander and you end up being uh charizard by the end of the match that shit would be fire bro and then they have over 700 different pokemon to work with yeah yeah that's a mm-hmm. fucking lit ass roster i would tell you right. tell you what Little I'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> goddamn monsters in my backyard what the fuck is this um <laughs> If you guys want to make some money off of Nintendo, um, they are currently 
looking for people to hack their Nintendo Switch. Um, so calling all hackers, calling all hackers. Uh, it's probably nothing but script kitties in here right now in the chat. But if you are a real hacker, uh, as you can see, Ace wrote this amazing one paragraph article uh, about <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo is offering up to $20,000 to hackers. If you guys can find a backdoor into their new platform, then they will pay you. Um, currently, the pay range is $100 to $20,000. So don't get too excited uh, that, like I said, it's up to $20,000. So I would imagine them paying $20,000 would go to somebody who could just totally fucking shut down. Like somebody who could hack into your Nintendo Switch from the back end and buy games off of your account and stuff like stuff like that. Some like real high level hack shit. Not somebody who's just installing like some homebrew fuckery on there. And, like, um, so yeah, if, that, <laughs> if that's something that you guys, uh, you guys, you guys are, you're, you're a hacker, right, Jay? You like work IT or something? I ain't hacking. <laughs> I, I wish I wish I knew how to hack, boy. Sally Mae would have been got hit up. Did you restart your router, man? What's the name? Other okay, than we had two... uh, one more, one more Nintendo article that you missed. Uh, so uh, apparently they're going to uh, be discontinuing the NES Classic. So uh, they mm-hmm. apparently like Best Buy and GameStop. They were uh, giving out their what would possibly be the last shipments of the nes classic and people are already waiting in line bro like people are still buying the nes classic oh yeah yeah Yeah, like it's ridiculous like how crazy they are so on top of that and this is a rumor and i wrote this article too um they might be making the snes classic so that's super nintendo for you slow mo folks yeah if it (laughs) does come out it's gonna come out around christmas time so uh, they do that. Okay, so man. they 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 put thirty games on the uh, on the original one. What thirty games would you want to see on the Super Nintendo remake? I don't even remember like half of the games that even came out there. Uh, let's see. I gotta Google it. So Super Mario World's got to be on there on their offer. Super Mario World, because uh, I think like the Maximum Carnage. I think that was an SNES game. I don't know. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it was an SNES game. But Super Metroid came out, uh, on Genesis too. So then it's not a link not to the person. past. The original so Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country, Street. Bro, I have the games I played on this shit. See, I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't <laughs> interested in the NES remake, but I, I might be interested in the suit because the Super NES was that had an amazing catalog. Possibly, but the thing is about this: if they're gonna discontinue the NES Classic, why would you begin production on the SNES Classic? You know what I mean? Like, because there has to be a reason why you're discontinuing it. It's either you can't keep up with the demand for it which I, i'm pretty sure that's the reason you can't keep up with the demand either that or it's costing too much for you to manufacture but like y'all don't make it stupid bank on the old ass system and then you're thinking about possibly bringing out the snes classic like boy y'all about to get stupid money if y'all do that right but right. I, but I, it still doesn't make sense though. like why they would do it this, this is nintendo dog i don't i don't know what nintendo be on nintendo just does whatever the hell they want they love competing with each other so just uh you know take that with a grain of salt but if you do see a snes classic in a while around holiday season don't be surprised mm, that's real that's real that's real i like how ace just randomly appears on the chat how convenient my record review is coming uh other nintendo switch news um there's a rumor going around that nintendo switch mini could come sooner than later this is coming from some <laughs> some amazing analyst group i guess like those people like uh michael pactor or whatever that would be uh doing like uh crunching numbers about games behind the scenes they're predicting that we could see a a nintendo switch mini as soon as 2019 as early as 2018 um 
because uh, the, the reason they're saying is a lot of people are complaining, I guess, that the Nintendo Switch is too big for children. Okay. Um, so they, they wanted to it shrink is. the screen down. Um, and then not only that, but I, they did kind of make a good point. Like, they're kind of touting themselves as like this mobile hybrid uh, console. And yeah, you can throw it in your backpack, but it's like, it'd be nice if you could put the Switch in your pocket. In maybe, your pocket. Put, maybe shrink it down to like a five or six inch screen. Like uh, like how your cell phone is, and then put the Joy Cons right there. I could I could see that. Um, mm. But it, but once the again, the PSP it, did it. They can do it too. Right, right. Um, <laughs> what's the name? So like you guys aren't interested in a in a Switch. Do you think they would have enough games out by then that would make you maybe get a Switch Mini? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Not at all. Oh it depends. Believe it no, or not, I'm it actually not depends on me. Um, because like okay. The only way I would get a Switch Mini is one, if I knew that um, the problems were all ironed out, no, no chance of it bending, breaking, or exploding. Uh, two, if we uh, if we got a new Smash, because I think the way that they should be pushing it, and the way that I think that they're pushing it, is to be, I guess, possibly a replacement for the 3DS. Um, but I think that's the they got to improve they the battery for that. Uh, yeah, they do, but I think that's the way that they should push it because. I think that will truly benefit them in the long run because that'll bring together like everybody who who wants I guess to have a home console but you know also have something portable like a 3DS and then you know it it benefits from the fact that it's got you know a beefed up GPU or at least from a Nintendo standpoint that we could we could get you know high grade Smash Bros and finally some third party support uh, and uh, you heard it here first. Bold prediction: If the Nintendo Switch Mini does come out, like a year down the road, they're going to come out with the Switch XL, and then after yeah, the true, XL, true, true. a year later, they're going to come out with the Switch Retro, which will be the original size when it launches. No, 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 no. The DS Switch, my guy. The DS Switch. It's going right, to have right. uh, two Switch screens <laughs> attached like, like, to each that, other. That one ain't going to have no charger on it. <laughs> no. You got to buy the charger separate. I That'd remember that. Right, right. That'd be great. Gotta love Nintendo. Uh, last piece of Nintendo news is uh, people are complaining that Nintendo Switch is so boring and that there are no games to play that uh, if you go to the Nintendo Switch Reddit right now, they're complaining that they have to import games from Japan uh, to play <laughs> because it's so dry. So just keep that in mind. If you're going to buy the Switch, you can play Zelda. And then once you beat Zelda, you're going to be importing games from Japan and I'm going to guess most of you weeaboos can't read Japanese, so it's going to be a struggle to play those games. But, hey, ARMS is on the way. ARMS is coming. Yeah, I heard, uh, I heard Ace can't wait to pick that up. Right, right, right. <laughs> maybe, yeah, uh, ask, him, ask him what he been playing, yo. Ask Ace what he been playing on the Switch. Maybe <laughs> maybe when ARMS comes out, that'll help Ace reach for the pin so he can start pinning that uh, <laughs> that review for uh, a record. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Moving on to multi-platform and just like random news, um, GameStop is in all types of trouble. Um, they recently uh, announced that they are going to be closing. Um, God damn, I copied the f- same fucking link. Copy and link. <laughs> They're going to be closing up t- upward. They said upwards of like 220 stores. But definitely they're closing at least 150 stores. And this is uh, after they announced 2016 was their worst year ever. Um, they had almost a 20% drop in sales. Uh, they're blaming digital sales, I think. Um, I, I I would blame it the fact that just nobody fucking likes GameStop. So, like, do y'all shop at GameStop? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've been stopped shopping at GameStop. As soon as I uh, basically started going on PC, I just get all my game digital. I don't even mess Damn. with them. 
Same. What's the name? Uh, the last, like, I only go to GameStop if I really have to. The last time I went there was for, I picked up Pokemon Sun from there, and that's because they ran out of copies on Amazon. But usually Amazon has everything, and that was the first time I bought something from GameStop in, like, two years. Um, so fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Damn. They, they rip people off. Uh, their 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 service is trash. You know, GameStop is exactly they're the gaming version of fucking Best Buy. You walk in there, you be like, "Yo, I'm into like shooters. What's a good shooter that's out?" Oh, I mainly play Nintendo games. Nigga, fuck you. Why do you work here, bro? At least know what's going on. They never know anything, bro. I hate the store. And then they always stink and they always stare at you when you're fucking looking at the game. I have, to, like, I have to walk around and stare and try to find something myself because you don't got no recommendations because you don't play no games. I hate games, though. That's all. Damn. So you want to get this pre-order bro. on a new 2K? Want to get this pre-order on a new Call of Duty is coming out? Right. They don't know nothing, but they'll get your ass. They'll ask you if you want to pre-order something. You want to buy this this uh this GameStop credit card? No, I don't. With the fucking thirty percent uh interest on it and shit. Last time I walked in there, I walked in there with my homeboy just because he wanted to pre-order something. Like he's still that that guy because he still plays on console. So he but he doesn't go in there that often anyway because he probably only gets like two or three games a year and they're all sports games. <laughs> no man said, hey, we're not all like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? No man, uh, give it up, fam. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, you know where you work, boy. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, and then to make matters worse, recently two weeks ago uh uh gamestop was compromised uh a lot of credit card info was stolen and this has caused uh gamestop stocks to uh drop um and basically the only don't be worried if you've used your card in gamestop store they said that it was their website that was compromised and the hackers were able to get a bunch of information from people who purchased um games from the gamestop site so i would basically say to y'all if you've ever actually purchased a game off the site uh probably look into your bank statements and make sure that uh Nothing is fishy is going on. Um, they're doing an investigation, but you should also make sure to do an investigation of your own because that's your money. Bottom line, stop shopping at GameStop, except for except for Nomad's GameStop. That's the good one, right? <laughs> right, right, <apparently>. exactly. <laughs> um, let's see other news. There's a new Batman game that's uh, supposedly rumored to be coming out. Are you guys interested in another Batman Arkham? Hey, that was my favorite uh, superhero uh, franchise so He's far. A like that, that was the only one that's been done right, so I'm down for another Batman as long as they don't have the optimization disaster. All right, so the, the rumor comes from, uh, I believe it was Reddit, um, somebody who, I guess, worked on the game leaked some info. The game supposedly is going to be called Batman Arkham Insurgency. We could see it announced at E3. Um, what we know about it so far, based off what none of this is confirmed, you guys. None of this is confirmed. This is just hearsay. Um, it'll take uh, three three years. Uh, three, it'll take place three years after the events of Arkham Origins. Um, so I guess that means it's early in his career still. Um, takes place on the more coastal side of Gotham. I even wrote on the article. I was like, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, the main villain will be Owl Man in the Court of Owls. I'm not even familiar with who that is. Uh, Robin. Fucking <laughs> 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 B team, bro. <laughs> right, some B team shit. Uh, Robin will be fully playable. It's the Dick Grayson Robin. Yeah, it's um, a B team. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, other uh, villains that are rumored to appear are Maxi Zeus. I don't know who that is. Dollmaker, Killer Moth, Anarchy, <laughs> Two Face, Blockbuster. Ventriloquist, uh, Cornelius Sturk, Tweedle, bunch of B team nigga shit. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to play B team Batman. You right, get it. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, the Joker will play some type of role in the background. Uh, okay. The Joker will be voiced by Troy, Troy Baker, who I think he also voiced him in uh, Arkham Origins. Um, 
ex, uh, expect help from Alfred, uh, Lucius Fox, which is that's the black guy, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then Barbara Gordon. Um, combat system is getting an overhaul. I don't know what that means, but that should be interesting to see what that means. Um, the riddle collectibles are back. The riddle, I mean, um, fast travel will be in the game, and they're getting rid of tank game play. How does Wait, that sound to you? I forgot all about the tank game play. Oh my god, it's so cringe worthy. Um, like a. Like I said, man, I'm I'm down for it. I'm not mad. Even if this is a uh, <laughs> what is shaping up to be a B team, uh, Batman, I'll still play it. Somebody said it's Batman. It's Batman scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> like all people, they just whoop their ass with no, with no problem. But um, I think the one thing, like if this is all true, like these villains, because I don't even know like half of these people. Uh, it'll be interesting just to learn like the backstory about them while I'm beating their ass. Okay. I'm I'm glad they're getting rid of the quote unquote tank gameplay if this is true because I hated that shit. Um, I wonder what it would mean to to play as Robin. Um, is it just going to be a skin or is it going to be actual different type of abilities? Is he going to have his own type of separate missions? Yeah, because um, I know on uh, on the last one or Arkham Knight, um, you could play as a uh, as Robin in certain points, like you could switch to him. Uh, but that was only like on certain missions, like as as you all came there together. Well, uh, according you know, to the chat, we're ignorant. Time. The Court of Owls is no near, nowhere near beer <laughs> team. They're top tier villains. Oh, okay. Whatever. I, I ain't never heard of them. Where, where's their movie at? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting super ignorant, boy. Chat, get boy. triggered, boy. Get triggered. I'm gonna be super ignorant, boy. I don't, I don't know about nobody but Joker, Mister Freeze, Two Face, and and Bane, nigga. Those niggas don't even got a spinoff DVD. B team, boy. That's great. <laughs> that's great that's great uh do you care about it uh this batman <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no nah, I'll, um, I'll take that as a note <laughs> i uh I, I mean i played the the original uh uh arkham origins origins i think um whichever one arkham asylum arkham asylum uh i played that one um and i thought it was i thought it was good but eh, i don't really care for like superhero games so I, I feel yeah, you all superheroed out. That's right. Yeah, remember. Right, right, right. Um, speaking of Ubisoft, ain't <laughs> where they going in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Ubisoft, ain't shit. So, uh, one tryhard took some time out of his day to try to figure out how much it would cost to unlock all the content in Ubisoft for Honor. After doing the math, this Reddit user said that it would cost seven hundred and thirty-two dollars. Um, obviously this caught the attention of Ubisoft because it caused a lot of hoopla on the Reddit forums. Um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft responded. And how do you guys <laughs> think they responded? And like, hey, did they not tell? we want that money. Um, yeah, basically Ubisoft <laughs> responded to this complaint by saying that <laughs> you were never supposed to unlock everything in the first place. That's what they said. Sensational. Uh, <laughs> that sounds just like what we said, like the other day on stream. That's great. <laughs> like, it does not matter. You are never supposed to unlock this anyway. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. They said that some things were supposed to be unlocked in gameplay, and that you're supposed to buy the rest, boy. Exactly. Um, but I, I guess the uh, the uh, the community applied so much heat on their ass that they applied a patch and they 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 fixed the things. But uh, that was that was the original. They was like basically fuck you, pay us. Uh, so shout <laughs> shout out to Ubisoft. That was funny. Oh, I got a game I know y'all are interested in. Um, what about this? Uh, the Shadow of War. 
It was announced. Ooh, let's go. The about sequel. time we talk about a good game, boy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Shadow of War, which is, I don't really like the name, but whatever. It's going to be a sequel to Shadow of Mordor, which was like the dark horse of, uh, when did it come out? 2014, I think? Mm-hmm. Or 2015. Yeah, yeah, I wrote this America, uh, this amazing one-hour uh, sentence article, basically showing <laughs> off some 4K <laughs> gameplay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but have you guys looked at the, the Shadow of War gameplay? How are you guys feeling about yeah, it? Yeah, sir. It's pretty lit to me, man. Like this is one of my favorite games. Uh, let's say game, uh, whatever the fuck it came out. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm hell excited. I wasn't even expecting the sequel to be honest, even though like that ending, the Shadow Mordor was atrocious. Like I was really pissed when I got to the end, and you played that little weak ass boss fight. Um, so I mean, I I, I kind of was. I, I want given the ending, you knew that it was going to be a sequel, but I still wasn't expecting it to be honest. Um. And they ended up coming out with this one, so I can't say I'm mad about it. So I'm I'm just hoping that they uh, improve on some of uh, some of like the past stuff. And uh, I think it's gonna be pretty lit. This is one of my uh, most anticipated games this year. My, my 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 question about this game is I feel like what can they improve on? Um, the original game was so good, and then he had so many he like, crazy badass <laughs> abilities. Improving on uh, improved on the nemesis system. Yeah, the nemesis system is about to be ridiculous. So what do you what do you think uh what do you think they're gonna do with the nemesis nemesis system it's the same thing that i was talking about uh earlier on where pretty much i was kind of like i think all the successful games are doing something simple you know uh but there's there's complexity to it i thought the nemesis system was a really really interesting feature that they had in the previous game that like if expanded upon could like make the replayability like that much more and that's what i feel like this game is gonna have that the previous shadow mortar did not is gonna have like a ridiculous amount of replayability because it's about building your army too and every with every fortress you take down and all this sort of stuff you know you could have betrayal happen all people from your side could switch sides people from their side could switch sides and like it, it just makes it dynamic like i remember i used to hate when a random orc would kill me and then he gets promoted to a war chief and it just and like i spend the next like 30 minutes trying to kill him because ain't no bitch ass random orc gonna you know destroy the death walker or whatever but uh like i think uh i think everything they're doing to expand upon the nemesis system is going to just make it stand out heavily because this is the nemesis but what specifically was, have they not like i'm I'm not saying that they can't improve on I'm saying I can't imagine. I'm having a hard time. What are they going to do? Because it was so good. That's what I'm trying to say. What do you, like, what do you mean? Like, I, like, okay, let's say you do something to one of the war chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take his shit. And then you're in the middle of a mission. Is he going to pull up with like a fucking... Uh, a crap like an airplane and bomb your ass in the middle of a mission like how how much more can they do what is i'm not saying they can't improve i just can't like i'm having a hard time imagining it my imagination it's the same thing as 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 normal warfare i would imagine like if you uh i know you don't watch i know you don't watch game of thrones but um pretty much there's a character that tries to uh tries to siege like the the kingdom or whatever the main kingdom of king's landing and uh he gets his ass whooped so he spends the next few seasons trying to rebuild his army and then come back and uh have another shot but you know 
uh, he doesn't get his shot. I'm not going to say who or, or, or whatever, but pretty much it's the same premise of if you get defeated in battle, then and you try and go take over that fortress again, it'll probably be a whole different experience now because there might be war chiefs that you killed, war chiefs that you spared, war chiefs that are on your side that might interact with other war chiefs that you didn't kill last time you were there. Like, it's just going to make the... In- I don't want to say the story dynamic, but a lot of the... A lot of the uh, quality of life, like interactions and shit like that, um, really interesting. The in between moments, and I feel like that's what's gonna take it to that next level. Yeah, like because I remember um, in Shadow of Mordor, like you could always choose whether you want to kill somebody or save somebody, right? Um, but you know, there was always someone that took his place. But they're expanding like on the interaction dynamic. Uh, some sort of, sort of like what Anon was saying. So, um, so like I, I was seeing in this uh, like it was eighteen minute <laughs> trailer or whatever. Um, where they had like one of the dudes who uh, who you rolled up with, um, he came through and saved you on like one part. Um, it was ever the dude who was like riding on on some sort of monster or whatever, like mm-hmm. where you the were literally, yeah, yeah. So he he came through riding on that joint and uh, he ended up saving you. And like it was this one dude who uh, literally like put a curse on you because uh, he was just so mad at you because you like took out his eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there a World so, War Two bomber in the background? <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> That's great. Oh shit, my man. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just, that's what he's uh, that's what he's talking about. But I get what you're saying, though, TBH. You like you like it was so good. What what else could you possibly do? But there there's there's something they got something up their sleeve, man. Right, right. Like I want to see some shit. Like I piss a orc off, and this motherfucker try to stab me in my sleep or some shit. Like, and then I get to like a <laughs> quick time event and get him off me, and then we fight in the house. Like that should be fire. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I look forward to it though. The video stuff, man. I look forward to it though. Um. What's the name? So, uh, how, how long do you feel like the campaign needs for you to be satisfied? Yeah, how long was... I don't even know how long Shadow of Mordor was. I want to say it was like 15 hours. That's what I want to say. Also, like the same amount, like 15, 20 hours. Okay, okay. Because um, I was yeah. satisfied when I beat it, yeah. I was very satisfied. True, true, true. So, yeah. That's Shadow of War. Um... I don't even know what they could do with the story either, because like I'm not really I'm not big on the Lord of the Rings uh, lore. Honestly, I didn't really care about the story that much. It was cool. I was kind of just there for the gameplay, so that's my main thing. It's like, how would they improve the gameplay? I need to go back and watch the trailer again because I don't really remember it. A uh, little 15 minute demo. Um, what's the name? I got one for you because I know you're a big anime fan, Jay. How you feel about this new Naruto game that's coming out? Come on, say. Come you on, you know I don't watch freaking Naruto, bro. Come on. Um, <laughs> Naruto uh, meets Baruto. Uh, I watched the gameplay though. It actually looks interesting, though. To be honest, it kind of does look like uh, like Naruto meets DBZ in games. Right. So a new game is coming out. It's called Naruto to Baruto. We're just gonna call Shinobi Striker. We're just gonna call it Shinobi Striker. Um, supposedly it's gonna be an online fighter where you could play co-op with a team of four versus another team of four, and you guys can duke it out. Um, it's gonna have a lot of new elevation in the game. Uh, from the trailer, it kind of looks like uh, it's a little early in development. Kind of reminds me when they first announced Xenoverse. But I like the, the the elevation of them running on the walls and shit like that. One thing that I didn't see in the trailer is they're talking about co-op, but can I create my own character? Like, would you be interested in playing if you could do your own character and, like, we could have online 4v4 ninja battles and shit like that? Possibly, even though I wouldn't know what half these characters are. I mean, you wouldn't have to know if you was creating your own. I mean, yeah, that's true. But still, like, that's the reason why I didn't even play any Naruto games because I didn't know anybody. But I guess even if you can, like, there'll still be 
these actual characters from the from the anime in there. Right. Um. Yeah, as you guys can see, Jay didn't really get into Naruto. He was too busy watching a uh, fairy tale. Fairy tale. <laughs> <There you laughs> go. Trash. Come on, come on. Trash. Can you watch something else? <laughs> Nick, I don't watch anime. What are you talking about? I don't Ooh, watch it. What's the name? Uh, Nick, I watch Yu Hakusho show in uh in uh and Hunter X Hunter. Hunter X Hunter. Shut up. <laughs> What's the name? <laughs> uh did you get a chance to look at this uh Ada? The uh Naruto game? Yeah. Mm. How did you mm. uh, yeah? Mm. Okay. Mm. I feel I feel I, because I don't, I don't really care about uh about Boruto, and my my distaste of Naruto grew as the uh, as the series came to a close. So, yeah, the ending was terrible. Yeah. What's the name? Uh, well, how about this one? How about this one? I feel like we need we need our residential Sonic expert to uh, right. <laughs> talk to right, us about right, this right. one. But we're gonna try to do our best. So a new Sonic game was announced at the uh, I think it was South by Southwest. They announced it uh, originally. It's called Sonic Forces. And you're gonna be playing as uh, Sonic and his Air Force Ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're gonna be playing as uh, Sonic and like uh, damn, I thought I had the, the official trailer or whatever. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, you're gonna be playing as Sonic and the old Sonic, the new Sonic and the old Sonic, and you guys are gonna be battling uh, gonna be battling uh, the old Doctor Eggman again. Um, <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> killed him yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sonic, game, there's the game Sonic. right there. Sonic. I've got Sonic. the gameplay on the screen. Um, what's the last Sonic game y'all played? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Four. <laughs> Mm, okay, yeah, okay. That was the last one I played. Yeah. Oh, what about you, uh, Ana? Adventure Two Battle. Damn, so it's been a while since you played a Sonic. You basically haven't oh, played all the bad ones. Oh no, what was that other nope. one? That, uh, that Sonic, uh, <laughs> Sonic All Star Adventure Racing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's, that's, a game. that's a kart racer. Though. Yeah, that's that like ain't the same. But yeah, in the actual universe, yeah, it would, it would be Sonic Hedgehog Four. Based off what you're saying, does this game like even remotely interesting to you? It kind of does remind me of Sonic Adventures. So yeah, it does. My problem with this trailer just is a remaster of that. Of the Avengers or Sonic Adventure Three? No, Sonic Adventure Two Battle. Like I, I just that's the only game that I'd be like, yeah, I'm down for a remaster. But like mm. a remaster on on like the 3DS or something like that, bro, that'd be fantastic. Um, a lot of people's getting excited about this new Sonic being announced, and I'm not gonna lie, like the, that gameplay right there that I just showed, it does look dope. But the problem with these Sonic games, at least the new ones, because I know you haven't played them, is uh. It, every Sonic game, like the first level, is always dope. It's always right. everything after that, and it's always they always show the first level in these trailers. So I don't trust anything Sega does, especially after Sonic Boom, which was just <laughs> it, it, it wasn't even a gaming. It was a cultural. It was a cultural catastrophe. Okay, like it just wasn't. It wasn't good. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Sonic Forces. It's like I'll keep my eye on it, but. I don't. I don't trust them. I need to see more levels. I need to see how this game is gonna play and what what's gonna make it different. Other than the fact, because I mean, he's fighting Eggman again. This nigga's been fighting Eggman for like thirty years now. That's but. why I said he hasn't killed him yet. Like, like, gee, I <laughs> right, just right. got tired. I would just been like, all right, Eggman, I'm, I know where you stay, bro. I'm gonna pull up one day and like, <laughs> you def- how do you how you the fastest motherfucker in the world? You can't catch nobody. Exactly. <laughs> At least they explained why Barry couldn't, because Barry Barry Allen's a fucking idiot. But uh, the messes with the timeline. But Sonic, I don't I don't know. Planet. Um, how about an Assassin's Creed television show? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Kill me now. Yeah, hold that link. Damn, nobody wants the Assassin's Creed. You don't want to. I ain't even watch that movie. Did you watch a movie? 
Boy, no. we tried. We okay. tried. We fell asleep. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember y'all tried. We tried, boy. <laughs> right, we tried. I, didn't, I didn't even attempt to. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it's been confirmed in the Assassin's Creed television no, show. Is Is Netflix it, doing it? No. No. Because I mean, they they've been they've been doing some dumb shit lately. So, oh, we, well, actually, we don't know who's doing it. Um, all we know is that the uh, the community manager confirmed on Reddit that uh, Reddit is really where it's been popping lately. You guys should support us by putting our videos on Reddit. But uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> Can you guys fix your game. No, Assassin's Creed TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, details are scarce. All we know is that it's in production. Uh, what would what would you need from an Assassin's Creed TV show to get you to watch? Uh, Anon, since you're such a hater, <laughs> you're right. I am the supreme hater, and there is uh, not a goddamn thing that they can do to make me want to watch that shit. <laughs> no way. I'm good. Mm. What about you, I, Jay? I don't even play Assassin's Creed for real, so I was already not interested. And that movie came out. I was like, eh? What the fuck? Like, I didn't, I had no no desire to uh, to even watch that. So, well, I watched the TV show. They can't do nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. for me. I said that movie wasn't going to be good. And everybody said I was a hater. I said, the moment they casted Magneto as, damn, the assassin. <laughs> I'm like, that's Magneto. Like, what are y'all doing, bro? Nah, He's man, when they announced that, uh, when they announced those, uh, those tiers of uh, a pack that you can get, that $1,000 pack. Uh, what was it? I forgot all the it was. Gives you like a pass to the movie, a shirt, like a a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, I was like, yo, you really give a pre-order bonus for a movie, fam? Nah, I'm good. Yeah, pre-orders. That's great for the fucking movie. Movie pre-order bonus, my guy. Freaking Ubisoft, yo. Yeah, I think uh, I think this Assassin's Creed TV show is probably gonna suck. It's not gonna be like a Netflix or a Hulu exclusive because that means it'd probably be good. It's probably gonna be like a Stars exclusive or something. What are, what are those other channels? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a PBS exclusive. <laughs> this man's a PBS man. Oh my god, bro! The uh, fucking Oxygen <laughs> original Oxygen series, bro. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! All right, so NBA 2K17. Well, 2K just sucks. Uh, but a new basketball game is on the rise. Um, it's called NBA Playgrounds. Uh, they're calling this a spiritual successor to uh, NBA Jam. It's an arcade basketball game. It's all about doing crazy, uh, uh, flashy dunks with all your favorite basketball players. It's going to be coming to PC, Xbox One, and uh, PS4 for 20 bucks. I think this May or June. It's coming soon. Um, the trailer looked pretty cool. Let me see if I can find y'all the trailer on the set. I know we've got it. Um, how y'all feel about this? Is this something? Uh, is this something the streets needed? Hell yeah! Like mm-hmm. uh, I think we've gotten a little bit too serious with these games, or AKA just game since uh, EA can't get it right with freaking live. So it's been two K, and two uh, K been on some shit. So we needed something like just straight arcade ish. And uh, it looks like it's about to be it. And I love NBA Jam back in the day. NBA Jam was my favorite basketball games. The dunks looked cool, and uh, like the shooting looked cool. I think my question is: Is this a complete street game? Like, can I throw the ball off people's head? Like, if this shit got tricks in it, I'm I'm in there, boy. Like, this is then it'll be NBA well, this is going to be a, a squad game at that right. Point, like, it'd be fun to stream. Yeah, because I didn't care about uh, 2K because I was never into those. I loved NBA Jam and NBA Street. So if you're telling me I, I can be extra and like and break niggas ankles for real and you know hit y'all with game breakers oh i'm i'm there <laughs> right, that's, right that's slander central boy <laughs> my man in chat said if the game doesn't have lavar lavar ball i'm not buying it <laughs> all right next topic uh, <laughs> <laughs> stop um actually i got some more basketball news for you guys that's that's a cool little indie game i just wanted to uh 
Oh, it's coming. Yeah, it comes out in May. Uh, so keep your eye on that. It's a cool indie game. I guys wanted to share with you guys. I think it's gonna be uh, a decent little game for twenty bucks. Um, some NBA Live news, guys. Remember that game? The only uh, competitor to fucking uh, NBA Two K Seventeen. So there is a rumor. <laughs> it's not. Oh, well, you know, we're using the word competitor right, real right, loosely. Right. Um, this, right. this nice long article written by Flock. I think it has over two hundred words. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, it's uh, about NBA Live 18 uh, screenshot leaked showing some different modes and people are getting excited because supposedly uh, NBA Live 18 could feature uh, the WNBA. Do you guys want to play Layup Simulator? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> you guys are you guys are sexy. I'm so, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Why I don't mean, you guys want to play WNBA mode? I mean, you know why. <laughs> so, so another rumor came out too because like which is further reinforcing that the WNBA could be in there um they're saying they could the nba live 18 could feature two um two cover athletes they could have an nba and then a wnba one on the cover um supposedly overall they overhauled the core mechanics of the game completely changed it uh for those of you unaware there was no nba live 17 they took a year off and they just kind of kept working on the game and uh, there was recently a uh, what is it called um, a conference call EA had with its uh, investors. They were uh, it leaked online, and EA was just talking about how confident they are uh, to reveal NBA Live 18 at E3. Um, they have a really good feeling about uh, this game, <laughs> and it's like part of me wanted to be excited because I love basketball, but it's like they said the same shit about NBA Live 16. It's like oh no, man. It's um, EA, dog. Hey, man, like I remember when I uh, freaking went to Orlando for 16, dog. And and I was like, yo, this game could actually be okay. Like some of the stuff that I was seeing, I was like, yo, these are some like interesting features. But then when the game actually came out, I mean, you only sold eight thousand copies, bro, and the game was trash. Like it just didn't work, and people just stopped playing immediately. Was, right. I don't, I don't have any hope. But you know what? Actually, uh, I might take my take my answer back about the WNBA. It, it's actually some. Some ladies that I would actually want to play with about somebody. You said you want to play some defense on Skylar Diggins? <laughs> <laughs> you know, brace somebody ankle with Maya Moore, dunk on people with Brittany Griner. Right, right, I mean, it's, right. a cu- it's a couple of chicks that I know that uh, that I wouldn't mind playing with, but eh, other than that, nah, I'm good. You, you got to show me. You got to show me the actual game, like the NBA side, the entire package. What what are we getting here? Are we actually like? Are we going to be taken serious? Or are we just going to be that that stepbrother in the corner, bro? Just just getting dunked on all the time by your big brother. I feel that. Um, I think another reason people are getting somewhat excited about this game is because uh, they're overhauling the actual uh, engine. Uh, this time, NBA Live 18 is going to be running off the Frostbite engine, which for those of you unaware, that powers oh. Battlefield. It battles. Uh, it powers uh, Andromeda. <laughs> uh, basically, any game that looks good. Uh, why'd you say huh for? Oh no, I'm, I'm good. Right, right, right. I mean, because FIFA doesn't FIFA run off of Frostbite? Yeah, FIFA also? run. Yeah, FIFA runs off of, uh, the Frostbite. So at bare minimum, I can say I don't want to say 100 percent because we don't know what NBA 2K is going to be looking like in 18. But I wouldn't be surprised if Live 18 looks better than 2K 18 because the Frostbite is probably the best engine out right now. Um, it'd be hard for them. Like every game we've seen on Frostbite looks amazing. Looks great, but yeah. you know what they mess up on every single time, or at least in the last like five six years. The faces, basically, right. animation yeah. on live look atrocious. Right, 
So at bare minimum, I think we can get decent graphics. It's just like I want to see what the gameplay is gonna be like. Cause Lord knows, like I just I just want to ball out with my niggas. I just want to ball out with my niggas <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> I just want to embarrass people online and shit. Um, one last rumor for NBA Live. Another thing that came out of this conference call is they were saying that uh the game could retail for thirty dollars. Um, which is one thing that we kind of we've been saying EA needs to do if they want to get back good with the uh with the community because people Damn, did y'all are... listen did y'all listen wait a minute let me find out so like they could definitely get some new fans if they charge 30 dollars the gameplay just take that hit for this year and then next year you could charge 60 if you get back good in with people but um yeah that's that's nba live 18 i i i'm waiting to see that trailer i want to see we're gonna get some uh some youtubers get on the bandwagon again um, well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pay them. Remember, well, remember when sixteen, remember when sixteen came out and they were all talking about how excited they were and then they yep. dropped the game when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's great. Um, that's all I got on my show notes. <laughs> NBA Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, this, this is the part of the section. I'm I'm gonna switch it up for the show, right? So instead of taking live questions from you guys in the chat, like because it'd be taking long pauses trying to find a good question because most of them they're not that good. I decided to do something <laughs> different. I tweeted out, "Hey, if you guys have any questions or you want to see us talk about anything in specific on the next podcast, we're doing it here, and uh, leave your questions here for the Reddit. So uh, make sure to join our Reddit for the conversations. That's another thing that we're gonna be doing if you guys want to um submit your questions for the next show. So that's how we're gonna be doing the enlightenment from now on. For every episode, you'll know when the episode is gonna happen." Um, I'll post the Reddit link and you guys can leave your suggestion here. And I took, uh, I took the questions that, uh, that I thought were the best, the three best. And uh, I decided to add them in the show. We're going to call this the enlightenment. So mm. the first question is going to come from blitz blitz 90. Shout out to blitz. We always see you in the streams and stuff. Um, he asked that, uh, well, he didn't ask. He said, Cliffy B says that AAA game development is nearly unsustainable. He said, what are your thoughts on that? To give you the full quote, and shout out to Blitz, too. He linked the article, too. I appreciate that so I could read it, because I, I missed this one. That's one of the things. If you're going to submit a question to our Reddit, make sure it's, like, something obscure that you think that we didn't we didn't catch. Not, like, some big mainstream news. Um, Cliffy said specifically, he said, game development is hideously uh, expensive, and the games themselves aren't cheap. Uh, $60 is still a lot of money to ask for people. Um uh, and then you got to make that bet multiple times a year. Gamers are picky. They're smart, he said. This is nearly an unsustainable model unless you're Activision 2K or Sony. That naturally <laughs> leads to imitation rather than innovation. And developers and publishers who can't afford a flop, all but the biggest and richest of them, in other words, aim for safety and familiarity, blah, blah, blah. Basically, he's saying that, you know, people are monkey see, monkey okay. do. Yeah, how you guys how you guys feel about that? Do you, let's do you talk agree about, with that? Uh, let's talk about what Lawbreakers looks like. But he want to talk oh. about everybody else. Mm. Oh, he did, he did already came de- with it. In his defense, Anon, we gave Lawbreakers a chance. Did you give it? Did you give it a chance in the new beta? No, not at the new beta. Okay, they made a lot of different changes. Um, oh, so it's not. <laughs> it's not a unbalanced trash anymore. <laughs> it's 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 not it's not Overwatch, fam. It's it's definitely its own thing. They sped the game up. They changed. They added some new classes. The the the, the game modes are completely different. It's it's not Overwatch. And I, okay. I can actually say after the latest beta, um, I actually like Lawbreakers now. I didn't like the alpha. I thought it sucked. And even even Black said like a couple weeks. Ago, he's like, Yo, when's the next Lawbreakers uh beta? He's like, I'm looking forward to playing. They, they it's it's. I would say give it another chance. It's it's not bad, uh, All right. but All yeah, right. I, I get but, what you're going with that. Go ahead, though. Unsustainable? No. Um, I mean, yeah, there are scum practices that a lot of companies use to get money, but like, I wholeheartedly believe in quality content. Like, 
I believe that if you put out something of quality, people will support it. And in a market like video games, people know when you're trying to feed them some bullshit. I mean, literally, like it's it's the same thing with uh with Battlegrounds. Like the talent left H1Z1, and you see what happened. Like that's that's Battlegrounds is the game that he wanted to make. You feel me? And there's plenty of other examples like this. Just just off of the off of the promise of the highest quality we've ever seen in gaming. Just the promise. Star Citizen raised a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? So whether you whether you agree or disagree with whatever Star Citizen is doing and 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 uh, other companies like that, I feel like people need to understand uh, before you make a statement like that. Um, gamers are smart. But we also want quality because a lot of gamers now remember the old days where you bought a game and shit worked. Like there wasn't no day one patches, there wasn't no season pass, there wasn't no all this, all that. But if a game is just genuinely good, then the people are gonna support it. And this is this is supported by facts and statistics. I thought that uh, Star Citizen was indie though. You know? What do you mean? I thought that it, and the people that make Star Citizen indie. Yeah, they're indie, but I'm saying like. um I'm saying, saying something is unsustainable because. Uh, but he's talking about AAA though. That's, that's why I was trying to argue your point. I don't know. I didn't know why you said that. that but it, but it's got point. a but it's got a AAA budget though. Yeah, it's a AAA budget, but they're not a AAA company. You can't put them in the same. What's, they have. They haven't even put out their first product yet. Yeah, so you they can't haven't call even put out a product. That, yeah. that, that, that was you. the only thing that I wanted. I think AAA on. refers to you've been here and done that, and you're trying to keep it okay. going. Okay, I feel that. Um, as far as as far as AAA goes, I think that they need to realize it's the same thing because i mean cd project red has seen that success and now i would argue that cd project is triple a now like and anything they do from here on right now they got yeah they got the sauce right yes. now they got the yes. trust they got the sauce they gonna have the budget like and i'm sure they're they're doing the same thing with cyberpunk that they did with the witcher they're trying to make sure that it's uh of top quality because people will support again i just wholeheartedly believe in quality quality products bro like there's a reason why people buy macbooks and iphones whether you agree with them or not you know whether you're a pc guy or or, uh, or an apple you know uh junkie like you understand there's a price point to quality that people can't just can't question i think um i kind of get where he's going with it but i feel like one thing that they i feel like it's not sustainable to constantly chase the most realistic graphics yes that's i don't think that's sustainable because you're constantly going to be spending exactly. more money and trying to get the best computers and getting the best uh what's the name animators and this that and the third i feel like where we could switch things up in the gaming industry is everything doesn't need to fucking look like the last of us like we need more agents of mayhem uh like the game I was playing yesterday, The Shyness, it was it was a sh- color shell shaded game. Like, come up with your own Rocket spin, spin, Rocket League. Spend more money on art designers and stop trying to make everything fucking realistic. I think that's the problem. That's where all the money's going to. Everything doesn't need to max out the hardware of the PS4 or my PC or the Xbox One. Some things can be just be style. And to be honest, games that are that have a nice art design, they last longer. Like you can go back and you can still play. Like a, a Sly Cooper, and it still looks decent because it was a cell shaded, colorful game, or Persona Five. Like somebody said in the chat, that's exactly. a good example. It's a very yeah. stylish game. I feel, I've, yeah, Persona Five will look great five years from now because its focus wasn't to look realistic; its focus was to be itself. Exactly. So yeah, be creative, basically. Yeah. So graphics don't necessarily mean quality. 
you can you can still make something that it doesn't have the best graphics, but it could still be like you know super amazing gameplay and technical uh technical wise. Um, I also uh, halfway agree with Cliff Lazinski because we've seen you know companies go down the road and you know they've had like some somebody of the says crapheads. That's actually a really good example too. Yeah, we're still waiting on that to come out though, unfortunately, because um, we haven't heard anything else about it. But uh, Cliffy B is right because we have seen companies go down the hill like. Uh, like THQ kind of hit the bucket, uh, would kick the bucket. Uh, Crytek is another one. You know, they've been going through a lot of, uh, a lot of financial trouble. So we've seen these companies go downhill and go bankrupt or, uh, severely, uh, diminish their staff, uh, within these, uh, these big companies that we know now, like EAs, your Sony's, your, uh, you know, your 2Ks, your, uh, Activision. So we've seen that. And I do give what he's saying that, like, those companies have already, you know, made so much money that they're still good even if they take a loss so he he is right on that point like in in that aspect but uh and he's also right about the fact that with these indie uh developers you don't necessarily need that huge budget in order to make a huge profit so because uh, you don't need all the advertisement anymore we've seen mm-hmm. that you know with the power of us um all the content creators streamers whatnot we can basically you know make blow a, game up a game super duper hype yeah. yeah you could blow up anything you want to you just got to get the right person to play it and and it'll it'll freaking blow up and sell like hotcakes so you know that could be a 20 dollar game doesn't necessarily have to be a 60 dollar game and um but i don't agree when he was saying like um like people don't have 60 dollars like you know little kids don't have 60 dollars but i still feel like 60 dollars is, is a, a you know pretty good uh pretty good price point for these games i don't feel like that's too much but at the same time i can't even remember the last time i paid 60 dollars for a game but that's just because, <laughs> <laughs> because i play on the pc though so <laughs> uh, so it's not there you go saying, with I'm your a, pc agenda yeah, again <laughs> necessarily i'm saying i'm a broke boy but you know i got 60 bucks i can i can still buy the games if i want to so i get what cliffy b is saying um and the AAA companies, and we were just, you know, giving examples of talking about EA messing up constantly with these games. And, you know, they have, you know, some of the biggest budgets in the world, but, you know, they can still mess up because they put these uh, crazy uh, deadlines on these companies that uh, that mm-hmm. work under them. And then you end up getting the unfinished product, the product that was rushed. So, you know, these AAA companies need to rethink the way that they do things uh, with these uh, developers that are under them. So I get what he's saying, but um, but at the same time, you know, there's counterpoints to it. So, uh, but overall, I, I mostly agree with what he's saying. Mm, yeah, and those are our thoughts. That was a good question or a good just a uh, link from a uh, shout out to Blitz ninety. Uh, let's see, the next one comes from a uh, Base Master J, mm-hmm. and uh, shout out to him. He asked us to talk about the new Twitch affiliates program. Um. For those of you who wanted to hear our thoughts on it, for those of you unaware, um, Twitch announced that now there will be a level below partnership for everybody to make money. Um, basically, they'll uh, enable the feature for you to be able to receive bits from your viewers. And then somewhere down the line, they said that everybody will be getting a sub button. But for right now, the affiliate program is just launching with the bits. Um, people can earn. I think they can buy the bits and then you can also earn bits for watching uh, ads. So that's another reason another way that you can actually support your uh, favorite content creator turn ad block off um and not only do they make money from actually the ad rolling but you'll get bits and then you can throw more money their way um but let's see if you want to be a part of the affiliate uh program eligibility the way that you get in um you have you must have at least 500 total minutes uh broadcast in the last 30 days 
at least seven unique broadcast days in the last 30 days, an average of three concurrent viewers, three whole viewers <laughs> over the last 30 days, and at least 50 followers. So basically, watch out now. Anybody. They're, they're, they're damn near yeah. opening it up to everybody can make at least a little bit of money on Twitch. Um, how you guys feel about this? Uh, we Yo. were kind of talking about this yesterday with Shofu. Um, I said that I ain't have a problem with it, and if Twitch been hating on me for the longest <laughs> when it comes to freaking getting a partnership, um, I settle for being an affiliate for now. But Shofu did bring up a good point. He said that Twitch is also with this affiliate program. They're kind of making it so that you probably won't, <laughs> and still won't have a chance to be a partner. Um, like, cause who who goes to say that like you're an affiliate and then like. Like you still don't end up growing, or you do grow, and they still won't make you a partner. You know what I mean? Like they're giving you more uh, a way to make money, yeah. And I I do like that. You know who, who doesn't want to make money? But I, they're kind of like locking themselves or putting the partners on a on a higher tier. Like, and it's probably going to be even harder for you to reach that tier. Um, but we'll have to see. I, I don't I don't know. This he is also speculation. Said- he also said it's like a default answer that they can get to brush you away because let's say that you you've been applying for partnership before when you applied for partnership is like they could have just denied you now they can use the affiliate thing as a as an excuse they now say, they well, you can't be a partner they don't have but to you ex- can be an affiliate yeah know? they don't have to explain to you why you weren't accepted as a partner but hey there's this new affiliate program you can get some bits if you want it's kind of a way for them to just brush people under the rug uh and I, yeah I can see where he's coming from with that uh but at the same time. It's like if everybody's making more money, I mean, Twitch is going to make more money as a company. You, the you, the creator is going to make more money. Everybody's happy. So I don't really I don't know. It's it's a 50 50 thing. Yeah. Like I see I see way more pros than cons for this. Right. Um, what's the name? So uh, another thing that came out about this, this came out today. If you read the fine print, I saw shout out to uh, DB Fig. He tweeted about this. Um, if you read the fine print, it says in there that uh, if you don't make one hundred dollars within uh, a year of you being an affiliate then uh twitch will charge you up to 25 dollars. so basically <laughs> if you want to make money you're gonna have to commit to it and you're gonna have to make which to be i don't know like it was catching some drama because people were like wow they're really gonna twitch pe- they're gonna charge people because they didn't make a hundred dollars in my opinion if you become an affiliate and you didn't make at least a hundred dollars in a year of uh continuous streaming and like consistent streaming then it's kind of like owning a debit card because i don't know about y'all but my debit card it's like if i don't use it at least 10 times a month they charge me it's, it's kind of like the same thing it's like you said 10 times a month yeah i think that's the number god damn boy yeah. it might be five i don't know uh, uh yeah they'll, they'll charge you like a certain fee it's like they got to make money and it's like i don't know i don't, I don't feel like a hundred dollars is a lot to ask for in a year it's really not like if you're not making a hundred dollars like what are you doing you know what i mean it's it's literally you signed up for it and then never used it. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's whack. Uh, how you get you, you got any uh, thoughts on this, uh, Anon? Um, pretty much in agreement with uh, both of you guys. I I I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see where Twitch goes with it. But if if it seems like people are uh, not able to like get partnerships even more now, then I don't know. There might be. Some- uh, is there is there a place you can go to actually sign up for the affiliation, or no. like you just they just send no. you an email when you qualify? Yeah, they just yeah they just send you an email or uh or a message on Twitch right. if you qualify. Yep. There you go. And uh, I think you're gonna like this one, Anon. This was I thought this was a really good one. Last question uh, or submission comes from uh, Afro mentioned. He posted on the Reddit. 
he's like, he was asking, have we seen this article about The Witcher 3? So, first of all, I didn't even know this. The Witcher was is, is a set of, is a line of books. I didn't even know yeah. that. Uh, the Witcher 3, the Witcher creator that wrote the books claims that The Witcher 3 cost him book sales and he doesn't respect storytelling in video games. He only allowed his games to be made into money. I mean, it's a, uh, into game, his books to be made into games because he wanted to make some extra money. How you feel about that? I heard that he uh, gave up his royalties. Oh, like that. yeah. Um, mm. I thought I thought he actually uh, had given up his royalties, but um, you know, I love The Witcher, but fuck him. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so wait, wait. So 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 hold on. So so since he gave up his royalties, that means the majority of his money is going to go to CD Projekt Red, correct? Um, if if that's actually correct, then yeah. So that so you think maybe he's just butt hurt? Then he might just be salty. If 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 that's true, if he really gave up his royalties and um somebody wasn't didn't just say that um then yeah he's probably just butt hurt but i mean fuck that nigga let him be butt hurt the witcher 3 is already a game and uh it's great so whatever bro <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting that he took his book and then he lumped all games into it where he's saying that he doesn't respect storytelling exactly. video games like, period that's interesting up, bro. <laughs> you, that's to me somebody's write, never played like, video games like yeah because uh, that spec ops the line is fucking crazy. Uh, I, I don't. I see the reason why I'm saying like fuck him is because I don't respect that. I don't know how you can be an artist and not respect like another person's version of art. That's like me being a musician and being like, oh, there's no art in uh in painting. You're just you're just stroking on on a canvas or some shit like that. Like that's I don't know. I just you're a hating ass nigga, bro. Sorry. Not only that, but. He, if he's if he sold the rights to the shit for the money, it's like at the end of the day, you sold the shit. Uh, exactly. So, like, what do, what do, what do, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, like he was maybe he was conned into doing it. Maybe he didn't read the fine print or something. Like, who knows? But I I kind of leaning towards the side of a nine that he just butt hurt about it. It has to be something in the background. I, I'm really thinking that that might be true for him to say this uh, this comment. So he um, sounds like a hypocrite because it's like he's he's basically saying I'm a real artist, and the only reason I sold my the rights to my art is because I need the money. It's like, well, if you're a real artist, you didn't need the money in the first place. That's exactly. all you care about. Is your, yeah, your Witcher books would have sold like hotcakes, damn boy. Right. Exactly. But instead, it ended up getting turned into a fire ass series, according to a lot of people. So, <laughs> and now I bet you feel stupid, boy, because <laughs> you would have got so much money, boy, because The Witcher was, whew, boy, that shit made bank his first. I hate that my story won game of the year. Like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you mad? What, what you mad about? What are you talking about here, my guys. So that was, I thought that was interesting. Um, that's all I got on my notes. Uh, be sure to join the Reddit, you guys, if you guys want to submit your questions for the next episode. Um. The link to the Reddit is on. Wait, I don't think I have our logo up. Uh, there's a logo right there. You see our all our social medias. Follow all our fucking social medias. YouTube.com slash GI updates. Twitter GI updates. Facebook is Modern Warning Road. Then GI updates for Instagram. Most of y'all don't even know we got Instagram. We on IG too. And join the Reddit. Those are the links right there. Follow us. Uh, scan the QR code. You can download the app because uh, that's all I got on my fucking notes. Uh, y'all got anything else y'all want to add to the conversation? Nah, son, this was a fun-filled episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Aina, you got the floor. What is your closing statement for Gaming Illuminati episode 60? Yo. I want to say we out here. Now and always. Trap Trap, Bernie Sanders. Ugly God for President. Bye-bye City. Hashtag Slender God.
All that bullshit. <laughs> All that bullshit, boy. <laughs> Jay, you got the floor. What's your closing statement for Game of Illuminati episode 60? I just want to say I don't want to be broke no more. So, yeah, uh, you know, GI 17, we out here. And uh, got some plans, y'all. We got some plans. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Got a yeah. whole lot of plans. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my, uh, my closing statement for tonight's episode is... Uh, this episode goes on the internet. Better not be any fucking liberals listening, or I'll fucking get you, boy. Um, other than that, you ever listen to a GI podcast with your best gal? <laughs> Goddamn, forty-seven. Uh, other than that, I appreciate everybody coming through to listen to Game Illuminati episode sixty. If you guys want to take the uh, show on the road, the show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and the Google Play Store. We also have an app available on iOS, available for free. Just search Gaming Illuminati on your respective store for your phone. <laughs> and uh, we going to holler at y'all. Everybody have a nice one. Peace.